play that beautiful Johnny Bean theme song to Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Hi, Alice. guitar and yes. it's not alive that was paulie that was you playing that theme right yeah yeah it's the same it's it's i like that's, it. that's what we did here you like it you like what i've like done with that. it i I've, like yeah it. i've made it coffee yeah. house i've made it very coffee house <laughs> nice I'm, get, I'm getting i'm getting my john mayer on <laughs> There you go. There is nothing better than the Talking Guitars in 80s Metal Live theme song done by the great Neanderthal today. <laughs> it sounds just was, like Johnny's was... original recording. Yes. It, well, I, it's, it's, um, it's a bootleg. It's a demo. It's, uh, it was the, the original sessions. I actually played on it. A lot of people don't know that. Johnny, uh, Johnny didn't compensate me for it because he needed to change his lights. That's <laughs> that's the original ghost written recording. Yeah. Thanks, Keith Campbell, for reading Facebook. I uh, <laughs> I fucking I pulled an Achilles tendon standing up to come to come into my office. I I got I I, I got up out of bed, planted my left foot, got up, I was like, ow! <laughs> wow, that, you know that's funny. I pulled my own muscle as well to uh, to come into my shower. Wait, literally. Because that's gross. Yeah, no, it was. Welcome to Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Holy hell, are we live? These are guitars, and 80s metal will be discussed at one point. Yes. I don't know what point <laughs> it'll be, but it will Most be. Most in about an hour and a half from now. Hey, now, hey and, don't you fucking start. about an hour and a half to get there. Don't you start. Don't you start the don't criticism. You, don't, don't you. you don't guys. you start the criticism. By the way, welcome back to the show, oh Dane Zimmerman, everybody. The great Dane Zimmerman, everybody. Welcome. Well, I felt like I was under contract, so I didn't want to break my contract. <laughs> you want to get paid, you show up. Yeah, that's the that's the rule. It'll happen one day. Magic Man, we talk <laughs> guitars. We talk we guitar. Talk Wait, guitar. We talk Paulie, guitar. what's that in your hands right now? This is a 2010 FGN uh, Neo Classic Vintage Violin NLS 20. It is a made by the Fujigen factory in Japan who lost the contract from Gibson Guitars to make the Orville guitar Les Paul in Japan. And so they decided to put out their own brand of guitar under the FGN banner. This guitar has vintage 1980s Gibson T-tops in it. It is a beautiful 
Heritage Cherry Sunburst. Well, more of a, a, a just a vintage burst more than anything else. Um, and it is a beautiful, fantastic specimen of a guitar built better than most of the Gibsons of their time. You're welcome. So what what you're saying in a nutshell is that is a guitar in your hands. This is a guitar. So we've spoken about guitars. Thank you. Uh, Dane, Dane, are you there? Yeah. There you are. What is that uh, over your shoulder on the wall there? That Eddie Van Halen stripe looking thing is, what is that? That That is a, just a little project that my old guitar player from a band about five, six years ago, he painted a squire. We put a neck on it and we put a uh, Seymour Duncan invader in it. And we made Na- a, named a after, uh, named after Vinnie Vincent's uh, favorite anal uh, toy. Yeah. So that, that is what type of musical instrument? I'm sorry. An electrical musical instrument. But more specifically, it's a what? A replica of an Eddie Van Halen Frankenstrat. Uh, but what, what classification? He's searching, what, He's searching what, for something. What class, what's, the, what's the name what, of that instrument? What is it called, Dane? It is called a Strat. Okay, but what a is strat a Strat? What? Stratocaster. Yes, but what uh, what kind of instrument is a Stratocaster? What general family of musical guitar. instruments is it? There you ah, go. Thank so there you. We go. That right, is guitar a, was what that we were is a guitar. Okay, Johnny, so my turn. A... Johnny, back to me. Ooh. All right, this is a band from Norway. I love that band. Lead singer. Their lead singer is named Tony Harnell. Their guitar player's name is Ronnie Latecro. He is the Norwegian Eddie Van Halen with a little hint of Ingve Malmsteen thrown into him. This is their first English-speaking album in the United States of America called Knights of the New Thunder. The band is called TNT. They put it up, put out about six records with this lineup, and then unfortunately they split apart. Tony Harnell left, joined Skid Row for a while, and then came back and has then since left TNT once again. The only consistent member of the band since they started out when they used to sing in Dutch is the guitar player Ronnie Latecro. Again, the Norwegian Eddie Van Halen with a bit of Ingve Malmsteen thrown into him. This is what we call an 80s metal band. That is so a that great is, uh, breaking record. This I would love be a, that this record. would be this would be classified as 80s metal. So that is an 80s metal band in your hands. This is an 80s metal band. This would be this would be quintessential 80s metal, and therefore we have spoken of both guitars and 80s metal. Show over. Actually, not show over, but now we can move on to uh, discussing of the pulling of my muscle in the shower to to. Uh, we can talk about your things. mother. Yes. And and what do you think I was masturbating to? My mother's a beautiful woman. I can't help it. I can't help it. Well, there's a whole category based upon that on porn. Yeah. It's uh, called, I believe, uh, Oedipus syndrome. <laughs> Oedipus. Oh, my gosh. Or might be Too Oedipus. Simple, I saw might that be Oedipus, but as well. uh, I think it was called Oedipus. But... Un-Oedipus. Ugh. Let me tell you something. Only two people have been in my mother's vagina, me and my father. <laughs> Not at the same time. Well, I guess so. Actually. At one point. Well, he was there first, and then you moved in and basically kicked him out for nothing. Well, months. you kind of swam in. Does that classify hey. as a threesome? I think I had a threesome with my mm, own son. Very good chance. By the way, that bruise crazy. has yet wow. to heal from, from three months in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where cleft palate comes from. <laughs> Who was Clef? Was that another guy I dated? Maybe. Mm. Mm. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Janice Lala, you're on thin ice, Mancuda. <laughs> <laughs> you're, on, 
Janice is hitting the dump button any second. I, Janice, I want you to come on and be our be our uh, our editor. So, like you know, that seven second delay button you our get on TV compass. when when a curse is, and and then you just the second I get on, you're getting ready with that dump button, and the minute I drop an f bomb, bink, bleep. There you go. There I go. I fixed the title card, by the way. Uh, talking, talking, <laughs> just talking. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, no, they're still talking. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they're still talking. Boy, look at False Flag. False Flag. He was at, at, for the record, like seven minutes into the show. False Flag's already like money. I'm giving you money. You're like Johnny's like the stripper at False Flags Titty Bar. <laughs> the second the second he gets on the uh, False Flags, like, oh, I've got too much money burning in my bank. <laughs> Love those lights. Love those lights. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, it's False Flag. Um, I just want to give you some money and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to i wonder if i could change it to red perhaps red yes change those lights that's a, actually a good one the red one. Ooh, the red one let's say uh hello right, to... leo safko johnny didn't do anything yeah <laughs> do nothing. it wasn't me i like how johnny has his has his hands up like like he's showing i didn't hit a button i didn't hit a button uh he's got the he's got the foot pedal like on his marshall amp but uh, let's let's say hello to our executive producers, the big bosses that are sh- surely in the house, ready with pad and paper to criticize everything we do today. Uh, executive producers, David Ennis. Oh, is that them? Oh, they're making fun of us already. David Ennis, Vinyl Freak 5150, Mike Neese, Music Therapy Laz, Majestic PBJ and J Cat, Wayno, False Flag, already dumping in the cash, Sherman Callahan, Andy Carson, Michael B, R Habs, War 1AG, The Chad, Linny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten, Mary. Ooh, would I like to bend you over that wheelchair and get in that hairy muff? Really? Uh, really? James, James really? Gum. John Moronic, Stephen Franklin, Michael the Captain Smith, Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jamiria Hawkins, and Steve Carmichael. Steve Carmichael. Steve yeah. Carmichael. Those are hey, the executive producers of the show. Those are the people that are getting sued, sued, sued for all our ridiculousness. I would like to also uh, wish a belated birthday to executive producer Wayno, who didn't die this year. Congratulations. Yeah, like you, you did something die. special, dude. I saw your birthday post. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, oh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Yeah, and and what did you do that you're you're like, oh, I'm expecting he all didn't, this he stuff. didn't he didn't stop breathing, and his heart didn't fucking stop pumping. Those aren't exactly achievements. Yeah, really, it's not much of an accomplishment, man. I don't know, seriously, I mean, I don't know what you're looking it, for. Well, congratulations. Well, he's looking for gifts. He's looking for yeah. gifts. Come on, clearly. Now. Sympathy is in the dictionary between shit and suicide. But now if it was it really Betty is. White, we would be complimenting her. Your heart has not stopped yet. You are Yeah, Betty right. White's earned it. She was she was almost she was almost 100 and I love the cover of this week's People magazine big story. <laughs> Betty White turns 100. It's like Ugh. They just left it. You got to just leave it. Yeah. Dewey defeats Truman. There was two of those actually. <laughs> there was two different issues. There was two of different what? covers. 
of the magazine? People magazine. One had Betty White and one had Valerie Bertinelli on it. Well, and Valerie think, Bertinelli's still alive, so they I got think they right. switched. They switched to the Bertinelli one. Or, oh, or, John Biel, what was the deal? Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> John Biel. <laughs> John Biel on call right now, like a, like an EMT worker. Go ahead. The Biel signal. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> dun, dun, there we dun, go. Dun. That's what we're looking for. Saturday night. John Biel. Show me what you got. Yeah, you know what? Let's start off with that. Can't drive 55. Fucking rest in peace, Danny Tanner. There wasn't a nicer guy yeah. in Hollywood than Bob Saget. I yeah. speak from personal experience. I think, John, I bet you met him at one point. I never did, actually. I never super, had the I've heard, because super I've been nice in the comedy guy. world, I've heard so many people say that, though, that he was super sweet, super humble, super friendly. I never had the pleasure myself, though. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. In fact, he came into the studio once. I can see if I can find this because this he came wiped from. It up. Yeah, he came into the studio once and he uh, <clears throat> on it. Whoops! Super Whoa. nice guy, and he apologized for being sick. You know, he came in. He's like, "Look, I don't, I don't feel very good, and I just want to apologize. And if I get everybody, anybody sick here, um, this was in 2014. Um, you know, I just want to apologize in advance. My old morning guy, I used to program a radio station here in Phoenix. My old morning guy sent me this voicemail the day Bob Saget died. He goes, do you remember this call? Man, fuck Bob Saget. I got a fucking runny nose today. Fucking jerk. <laughs> Asshole. God damn it. <laughs> I blame you. Meet me in my office, 10 a.m. Bring your playbook and some nose wipes or baby wipes or handy cleaner or something decongested. God damn it. <laughs> wow that, that was that was the day after bob saga came into the studio so like, man fuck that guy he was he couldn't have been a nicer guy um i, I met him shit 30 years ago um at la barbat in new york at a thing called a mcgathy convention and mcgathy was a he's a a, a promotions guy uh, who now manages bands, bands like Three Doors Down. He managed them. He managed a couple other bands. Shine Down. He's responsible for the success of Shine Down, a couple other bands. So we're at La Barbat, and it's a showcase. The showcase is um, Creed. So this is in the, in the 90s, mid-90s. Creed, Candlebox, trying to resurrect their career. Good luck. Big Wreck, and Stained. Oh, and a band called Space Hog. And all these bands are playing at La Barbat in like a showcase, like, you know, five, six bands. Um, and in the bar are, you know, all these radio programmers and radio personalities, a guy named Bob Ritchie, who would go on to become Kid Rock and sell 11 million copies of his first album on Atlantic Records. Never um, heard of him. David Wells from the Yankees, uh, Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, um, uh, and a couple other guys, you know, like one of the guys from Orange 9mm, shit like that. Anyway, and, and Bob Saget is at the bar. And Bob Saget, like, we're all just shooting the shit like we do here. You know what I mean? We're just telling stupid stories out of school and about our parents and about shit. Bob Saget had all of us, like, doubled over. Like, oh, God, Bob, stop. Stop. You got to fucking stop talking. You've got to stop talking. Um, and, and he was, like, he was the exact opposite of Brian Regan. Brian Regan was a comedian or is a comedian who works clean for an hour and a half, and you feel great about it. Bob Saget could work filthy. He's the filthiest comic you'll ever see. And yet you would invite him over to your house and introduce him to your mother and let him date your sister. Cause he was the nicest 
fucking guy. He couldn't have been a nicer guy. Um, I, it really is sad to hear that he's gone. The world is less funny today um, than than it was a couple of days ago. And he was only 65, man. That sucks. They're saying it was a heart attack. They don't know why, either a heart attack or a stroke. Um, you but know, still. He, had, he, had two, he had two siblings that died at about 50 years old. Scleroderma, and yeah. Same thing, heart disease. I guess it ran in the family. Yeah. He was he was such a good dude. I mean, like a really, really nice guy. Um, and I don't think people realize, like, nobody has a bad story about Bob Saget. Nobody. And when you and, and you're talking about Hollywood now, everybody has something bad to say about somebody. Nobody oh, yeah. has anything bad to say about Bob Saget. He couldn't have been a more genuinely kind human being, and it sucks that he's gone. I only met him a couple times, but still I feel like fuck. That sucks. Oh, it does. I mean, we, yeah. we lost. Think about who we lost in the past couple of days. We lost Betty White. Uh, we lost Bob Saget. And we lost, um, uh, what's his name? Sidney Poitier. So, uh, Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, I mean, John Madden. At, at least, yeah, and John Madden. It's like, what is all the mm-hmm. nice people like dropping dead? I mean, you and I are safe, Paulie, but I'm worried yeah, about Dane and Johnny. Yeah, no, nice people are dying. <laughs> Bye, Dane. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dan, you better get that world when, filled out. When I heard that Bob Saget died, I was just like, I I hope it's a good way of going. Like, uh, Clutching you know, your chest, falling Bob in the Denver, hotel room? You know, uh, crashing his airplane or... Wait, wait, you wait. Know, sure, that was Bob, not a good. That was not a good death for Bob. Uh, for Bob, John Denver. Bob no, Denver? That's a good Gilligan? way of going. You don't just want to have a heart attack and. Uh, yeah, and Bob die. Denver didn't crash an airplane. You got him confused with John Denver. John Denver. John Denver crashed Denver. an airplane. Yeah, he John was drunk Denver. flying. He said Bob Denver. I'm like Bob Gilligan. Denver. Gilligan died oh, in yeah. a plane crash. <laughs> no, John Skip Denver died in a plane crash. <laughs> he got shit. He got shit faced and got behind the fucking the the yoke of a plane. <laughs> Denver. Yeah, I was just hoping it was going to be just a fun way to go right out. Back and you'll That's hear a tale, a tale of a, a fun way to go crash. out. Yeah, a fun way to go out. I don't know that crashing is fun. It looks yeah, great, but it's not, not fun. fun. It's fun. It looks great from from your vantage point, but I'm sure from this vantage point, not a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just just the thought of of Bob oh, Denver man. Gilligan in a plane crash is going <laughs> to echo through my head now. It's well, like, hey, he wrecked a boat, right? right back he, and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a terrible plane crash, yeah. and everyone on the island was licking Ginger's gash. <laughs> <laughs> well, life on the farm is kind of laid back. This morning comes a cries, and I drink a fifth of Jack straight for the fridge, chase it with a six pack. Hell yeah, I'm a country boy. Awesome. The Denver Brothers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and Harrison Ford will not die in a plane crash. He's fucking Han Solo. He's Han Solo. That guy has steered the Falcon through fucking asteroid belts and out of the out of the mouth of a giant slug. Mm -hmm. He's dodged Tie Fighters. He's not. He's not. That's not how Harrison Ford. Did you see that plane crash just over the weekend where it landed on the railroad tracks? Yeah, and then then the the train hit it. Yeah, the train comes barreling down and smashes how do, the plane. How do, how do, first of all, never get in a fucking Cessna. I've said this a million times. I'm going to say this again. Funny because this audience. is the first time I've ever heard it. So you're exaggerating. It's safer than a car. No, bullshit. I've said this on I've the never, show. A no, there's never times. been a time you and I have had a conversation. You said, no, by the way, Paul, Merry Christmas. Don't get in a Cessna. 
I've never heard <laughs> well, that. I've never said Merry Christmas before. to you. That that's the well, start. That's point. Yeah. That's because we're no, both but, Jewish. No, but seriously, I, I have always said never, 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 fucking never get in a goddamn Cessna plane. It's a little one mm-hmm. engine. We're not in World War One. We have to chase mm-hmm. the red fucking baron in your sop with camel. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can get nice on reference. a jet. With four big fucking engines that are maintained, commercial airlines. You don't need to get in a one fucking engine, little do-it-yourself Cessna, and go buzzing into fucking mountains. And then land on train tracks and land in highways. Fucking California, every fucking year, there's like a couple of people always land on the fucking highway. I'm driving down, traffic jam. I see something coming down. And of course, it's a fucking Cessna on the fucking highway. You don't need to get in those. You don't. (laughs) There's no reason. Oh, John, I love those little planes. <laughs> John's just mad. John's just mad because when he gets some of those planes, there it they is. Ask him, they ask there, him how much there she weighs. is. There's Mama Kuda in her little fucking Cessna. That's your captain. And look at her. She's got Mudley on top, chasing that fucking woodpecker. That's that's the safety of a Cessna, Mama Kuda, right there. By the way, chasing chasing woodpeckers. I would also like to uh, I would like to commend Cobra Kai Platoon for the crossover multiple cartoon universes there. Oh yeah, multiple this is like Crisis crossover. on Infinite Earths. Yeah, that's says something going on there. Yeah, Austin LaFont says Buddy Holly was in a Beechcraft, not a Cesta. And what about Randy Rhodes? Randy Rhodes was in one of those little fucking buzzer planes. Mm-hmm. He ain't lying. Yeah, crashed into the fucking bus. No well, should be they, on those they were on planes. a lot of they were on a lot of cocaine at that time. They were they were doing a lot of drugs. See, when the Randy Rhodes thing, the Randy Rhodes thing was that's natural selection. You act like a fucking idiot, you take a chance on dying. All right. The Buddy Holly thing, that was an accident. The Stevie Ray Vaughn thing, that was an accident. You know, those are accidents. But when you're in a plane and you're coked out of your fucking tits and you're like, hey, man, watch this. I'm going to buzz the bus. And then you fucking tip the bus and go in through a building. That's natural selection. You acted. Hold my beer. Fuck you. You died. Stupid. Yeah. Fucking that's like evil dumb, that's, evil. that's dumb. What they did with Randy the Rhodes' death was dumb. The building he ran dumb. into was a house where Rudy Sarzo was actually taking a nap at the time. That was dumb. It was just dumb. That was stupid. Accidents, hold my beer, right? Hold accidents are one thing, but if you, you know, look, if you're playing Russian roulette and you blow your head off, fuck you. That's on you. If you get in one of those Cessnas, it's like playing Russian roulette. I never, I never, ever want to get in one of those fucking things. I always see like the bachelor and he takes his date. I've got a special date for you. And he takes the girl on a little Cessna and he's got the little, you know, the headphones on. And he's like, isn't this beautiful flying over an active volcano? Look how beautiful that yes. you're a dumb and the motherfucker. Vol- and then the volcano erupts and you're vaporized by hot yes. magma. By the way, exactly. it's magma inside the volcano. Volcano, It's lava when it comes out of the volcano. There's your earth science moment for the show. We've talked about guitars, 80, 80s metal, and earth science tonight. What other YouTube channel is going to give you that? Send me your this money. This is a very educational show. I'm really proud of my new, my new boyfriend, Neanderthal. <laughs> and speaking of which, I'll make space for his hog. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, my mo- my mother wouldn't stop talking about you all this week. She's like, I wonder what Neanderthal's got planned for our date tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope he brought mm-hmm. those Magnum condoms. Mm-hmm. This this wouldn't it be would it be suck if you had to call me dad? 
That would be really fucked up. I'd be I'd be like in the next room with Blue Rhino with a pillow over my head. Ow, ow, <laughs> ow, ow, deeper, deeper, Paul. Ow. Oh, oh, bro! Like, oh, I, I love, I love his hog. Oh. And she'd, she'd be like, talk dirty to me, and I'd be like, Baruch Atah Nai, Elokeinu, Melachel Alam, Barei Pri Haguffin. Give it to me, good from behind. Baruch Atah Nai. I'd be like, you ever see that Woody Woodpecker cartoon? It wasn't Woody, but it was uh, this guy, Mr. Twiddle, and he had to get away from noise. So he's in a fucking hotel where you got to yeah. be quiet. And the next room, there's someone with a trombone. <laughs> he's like, could you please stop? Can you please stop making noise? My nerves. And, and, you know, and that's that's the guy. That would be me in the next room hearing banging on the wall. That's my mother's head as Neanderthal <laughs> takes her from behind and, and oh. fucking starts screaming out. You're a cowgirl. You're a cowgirl. You're a cowgirl. You're a cowgirl. Oh, brand me. You know, I, <laughs> these are the, the nightmares oh. I have, you know, Oh God. Oh God. I love the taste of this, Paul. Boom! No. And then, then you know, I hear a knock at my door. I'm like, Mom, what is it? What do you want from me? I just want to kiss you goodnight, dear. Wait. All right, now I'll kiss you. Which reminds me of one of my favorite songs by um by uh, Pig Vomit which is a real band that Howard Stern hijacked and renamed as pig virus in the movie. Pig vomit has a song called, did you ever wonder? And the song goes a little something like this. Here it goes. <laughs> I know. Did that you song. ever wonder if your mom gave dad a blowjob just before she kissed you? Good night. <laughs> <sighs> yep. You're welcome. Well, no, I was just licking it a little bit. I didn't, John, just give your mother a kiss. And your mom and your mother not, is not like, with tongue. Right that's there. for Paul. Your not mother with is tongue, like that's for Paul. <laughs> Looking like Gene Simmons. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you are. <clears throat> I'm willing to take Paul balls deep for a nominal fee. <laughs> Paul, look what I got for you. Oh, cool! Did you get? Mm, did you get that an, from that kid? An Ace Fraley style strap. Yeah, I did a trade, and he goes, dude, trade me this guitar for that one, and, and you can keep the strap. And I said, okay, cool. I'll give it to Paul. Sweet. Strap Thank you, Dave. That's awesome. On. That's great. That'll go great with one of my Ace Fraley Les Pauls. Thank you very much, Dane. Yeah. That was See, this is what happens when you're really friends. No one ever gives me friends? a guitar strap. You what? I didn't hear what you said, Dane. Does this mean that we're friends? I think we were always friends, weren't you we? You can admit friends? it to the, everybody in the world. I've always admitted it. I'm still not giving you my address. <laughs> and you'll be better friends if you'd swallow before you're 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 speaking. <laughs> that's, that's what your mom said. Are we friends? Because I happen to have a mouthful of kernels. Hey! Oh! oh! Delicious Chocolate kernels, gourmet popcorn, and more. Now, Dave, next while you. While you were gone, uh, uh, two people said they were getting you some some delicious kernels. Uh, did those shipments arrive? Apparently, they they did. Yes, they did. And what uh, did you get in those? 
What do you get? I, I see you're holding your nutsack there. What is that specifically? By the way, just while we're while we're getting into this, Bozik says he thinks that guitar strap is an Angus Young strap. Ace Frehley was famous before Angus Young. He did it first. Hmm. Interesting. So a lot of the chocolate stuff, which I love. So what what specifically you got there? What is that? That's cashews, chocolate then, cashews. Um, yeah, and then this box. There you go. Inside. Oh, nope, not at all. Look at and that. And it's got uh, a lot of popcorn in it. That's the regular popcorn. That's the movie popcorn. That's my favorite. Mm -hmm. That's some good stuff right there. And then it's got. Um, this looks like buttered popcorn. It does look like buttered popcorn. You could read the label and it will tell you that what it is. It could be cheese. That could be cheese. I don't think they've labeled. They don't. They, label. they usually don't. don't. Did that person mention Johnny Bean or Jay Hannon and get uh, extra product? Because it looks. I like have no idea, but hopefully they did, right? Who was do you the know lovable who, Do you know who person? sent that to you? Yeah, who was the lovable person that got you that? Um, there should be a note of some something sort. in there, yeah. He didn't give a shit. He just opened it and slammed his face in it like a feed bag. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie monster. We know it came from kernels, but who gave Alice it? Alice sent me some. Alice Who's... Martinez. Look at uh, Alice Martinez. Alice sent some. Thank you, Alice. Alice. That was great. Uh, Janice sent me some. They felt bad for me. We all feel bad for you, Dane. Yeah. <laughs> that was very sweet. sympathy. <laughs> yep, right in the dictionary. Shit, sympathy, suicide. Right there. Sharon Is that another dollar. one? Yeah, you yeah. got two boxes. You'll never yeah. eat all that popcorn. You're going to have to give some let, to your let's, girlfriend. Let's who see will certainly eat one. all that popcorn. Let's see what's in that one. Who's that one from? Wow. Is that this more is kernels? Yes. Or... He's Holy got more shit, kernels. That's a, smaller, than... that's a smaller box than kernels, but that's a good box. Uh -huh. Janice, nowhere near as generous as Alice Martinez, but let's not pet them against each other. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> It's awesome. I, you know, anytime right. anybody does something nice like that for someone, that's fucking awesome. Right now, Mama Kuda's watching, drooling, thinking of Colonel's. She loves Colonel's gourmet popcorn. Oh, look she how was... lucky Dane is! Look, um, oh, more delicious. He got every. Oh, look at this. Dane got another bag of diabetes. Chocolate cashews, delicious. Yeah, I got to I got to slow down on these. That's for sure. No, you don't. Look I at don't you. I have to eat the whole pack. I won't eat. You look like a care commercial. Down, eat some fucking chocolate. Oh, and this Chuck one contains all oh, cheddar. Oh, Ooh. man. Are you sure that's Ma cheddar? That I is. That's Mama Kuda's favorite. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Janice says it wasn't me. Oh. Never oh, mind, Janice. another order. Maybe that's from someone else. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I take back everything Thank I said you about you. So, so, Dane, read the note. Who's that one from? Uh, there is no note, and there's no, uh, like... Shipping uh, label or anything that says. What so what happened is someone got an order of kernels, repackaged the bags, and then basically regifted it to you. So congratulations! Clearly, it was a Christmas gift. Yeah, that second secondhand popcorn is what you got there. Enjoy your kernels, gives Mama Kuda. Is that what that says? Thank you, though. Whoever did send it, I know Alice did. Thank you, you so sound, much. You sound like you got a little bit of the crud. 
Daniel, you got Alice a little bit of a cold you one, and I think I think that one might be from Lenny no, Lou fine. and Mary. Oh. Yeah, that one that one might be from Lenny Lou and Mary because I know she sent so. Lenny Lou, Lenny Lou, yes, L- Lenny Lou, <laughs> Lenny Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something we want to know? We want to know. <laughs> Whoever sent yeah. it, thank you so much. Well, and Alice send, uh, Alice Martinez sent one shipment. I believe Lenny you, and Mary sent the other. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> And thank you, Delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, proud sponsor of Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Well, I don't know if how you, proud they are, but they're sponsors. No, they, they, they're yeah. tolerant, at least, like all yeah, our other exactly. sponsors. They haven't, they haven't pulled out, which is yeah. what your father should have done. He really should have, especially mm-hmm. since we only did it once. Is that my dad right there? Yeah, once. Oh, wouldn't that be fucking just mm. justice? Hey, right away, so- I, I hate you so much, I'm your father. Your mother was at the show and uh, <laughs> getting her way backstage through a way of uh, oral fixation. <laughs> Sweet Judy Blue Eyes is about your mother. I blew it in her eye. And her name is Judy. <laughs> it was actually a typo. It was Duty Blue Eye. Duty Brown Eye, named after the way I took your mother. I said, now scat. <laughs> I don't know. Suddenly, Dave, David Crosby has sort of become an amalgamation of Statler and Waldorf there for whatever reason. I took your mother's front. I took your mother's back. And we spun her around like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> you know what my favorite part about your mother is? The end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, but your mother doesn't have much to say. Not with my schlong in her mouth. <laughs> That's funny coming from a man with another man's fist up his ass. <laughs> it's t- it's time to fuck Makuda. It's time to bang his mom. <laughs> it's time to beat my ass like you're beating on a gong. <laughs> So I'm guessing your mother's not going to take my calls anymore. Well, as long as she takes your uh, your load, that's the important thing. So, well, you know, Ugh. you are uh. other. Look, you need it. Look, how the hell else am I going to engage in stepfather porn if I'm not banging your mom? Look, you've got to do what you've got to do to get to my mom's heart. She's a lonely woman. She's a good woman, and she needs a good man like you. She's a woman with an estate plan. There's no estate. Fuck you. It's your You're estate. Nice... It's your <laughs> estate. It's your <laughs> estate. Which it will be. Get a hold... I wanted to get a hold of all your Family Guy dolls and your and your collection that I don't have in my CD collection. This is the only way. I said, Ma, you got to take one for the team. Well, I don't want to fuck me. This is Just how the royal family sh- continues you know... to exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kurt fifty one fifty. We did talk about guitars. You had to catch that at the beginning of the show. Rewind it if you missed it. Yeah, Blue Rhino is getting it all. Blue Rhino is my heir. I do have it to all say that that, down TNT to Blue album, Rhino. that TNT album that we were talking about for a long time there at the beginning of the show. That is a mm-hmm. great album. I yeah, grew up on that record. Oh yeah. And, no, it's a um, fantastic record. We even covered that one tune in the one band I was in back in the 80s. Uh, um, um, oh, 
We are rulers of the ocean. Kings of the seven seas. Yeah, we covered that. That's a great riff. That's a good, cool song. That guitar player kicked major ass. Yeah, Ronnie Lutecro was out there. And then they lost their uh, lead singer and they got another guy. And that's when they did that song. Ten thousand lovers. No, Tony was still in that band. They oh, the yeah. first yeah the first the first TNT record had a Norwegian singer they they did it all in Dutch they sang the record in Dutch and then when they put out Knights of the New Thunder this is when they started singing in English but Tony Harnell was the guy Tony Harnell is is has been their singer um, since they started playing in English um, and he was on the, the 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 successful records Knights of the New Thunder Tell No Tales and Intuition all of which are right there on that rack. Um, <laughs> and then he split the band for a while, came back and they released four or five more records. Um, and then he split again. Um, he, they're kind of, they have a very, it's funny. TNT is like the Norwegian Dokken. They've got a <laughs> phenomenal guitar player and, and a, well, T, Tony Harnell is a way better singer than Don Dokken. But my point being, they were always a second tier band. They were never like really legendary, like huge, they were always a second tier band that those in the know really dug, but they have a very dysfunctional relationship between each other. They realize that together they make great music, but they fucking hate each other. But um, they were at least smart enough to stay together just to get the product out. Yes. They went on the road. They got the they got the albums out. They didn't pull this bullshit of, oh, we're not talking to each other. Uh, we don't want to make music. We're not getting together again. No, they were smart. They're like, uh, we got to go and uh, get to the paycheck and yeah. um, let's get together in the studio. We tolerate each other for a week or two and we go. <laughs> that was it. I'll grab here you go. Ronnie Latecro is really underrated. We've talked about him on the show before. He's well, a that's because really, he's non-American. Really, yeah, he's there, a really there are a good lot of guitarist. These, there are a lot of these Euro and, and Ronnie Latecro is a lot like um, Akira Takasaki, another great non-American guitar player that is phenomenal, but nobody in this country gives a rat's ass. And I don't think go. they even toured here. Did they ever have a tour? I kept waiting. Oh Who? man, TNT is going to open up sure. the priest or something. They I actually. Never that we, we talked about it earlier in the chat or somebody referenced earlier in the chat. One of the bigger tours in 1987, 88 was Striper TNT and loudness. That was a big tour. They, they were, they were playing sheds and arenas and that was when Striper had their, I missed that one. Their, they had Striper had a small window during to hell um, with the devil, to hell with the to devil. With, and in rock, we yeah. trust when they were doing, they had two or three songs right. that, that made it on MTV. So they got a chance to do a headlining tour. And, and it's funny that, we mentioned Ronnie Latecro and Akira Takasaki in the same sentence because they were on the same tour um, and they were fantastic. So quickly, here's your, here's your TNT rundown. Knights of the new thunder. This was the one that sort of introduced them to the United States. Great song on here called deadly metal, fantastic power ballad on here called without your love. This is a great Eddie, record. Eddie, yeah, um, Eddie is break, good. Seven C. Yeah. Break the yeah. ice. Badass. And then tell no tales. This started oh, yeah. to have, this had uh this had a hit on that's, it. You can see they've changed. That's the they big, changed. That's yeah, this the is big their big one. record. Um, and this had what was the fucking big hit off this one? Ten thousand lovers in one. Yeah, Ten thousand lovers. Yeah. Ten thousand lovers. Yeah. Grab your nuts in one. Um. Not Shut as up, good Johnny. As the first you fucking album, in my hack. opinion. Not as good as the first album, in my opinion. Well, it you doesn't like matter if it's good. Battle? It's sold more. 
I mean, that was the one that that had the MTV hit. That was, you yep. know. And then intuition. I mean, they were all good. Yeah. Intuition was another another pretty decent record. This is when they started to lose it, though. And this came out. I think this came out in like the late nine, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Was so that there a was good sort of ballad on that one? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ordinary Lover was pretty big. Um, Tonight I'm falling. You know, a couple of. I mean, a couple of decent songs. Then when they sort of split apart, these are the under the radar records. Um, the fuck is the name of this one? I can't even read it. Boy, I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> Are you well, sure you need uh, to? You're old. Hold on. No, it's, it's dark in here. Realized. <laughs> can you read that? Uh, uh, no, you can't. Yeah, sure, sure. I see a hot tick horrible. on the cover. Yeah, that's Realized sure. Fantasies. That's Realized sure. Fantasies is this sure. one. And then this one was called My Religion. Um, And then the last one that uh, the last one that Tony Harnell is on is called All the Way to the Sun. Um, and there's a couple of... What percentage of kick-ass records back in the 80s had a beautiful girl on the album cover? Uh, a lot of times... they the they 70s. Would, See, the 70s was even more, probably. A lot of the times, they put a good-looking girl on the album cover to hide the fact that the music in the album was terrible. Not always. I mean, the first Danger Danger had a hot, uh, hot girl on the cover. Warren's Cherry album. Pie had a hot girl well, on the cover. The Slaughter most, album. Most band members are pretty weird-looking. That's why. Ooh, yeah. Mike Neese just brought up a good point. Okay. Mike Neese brought a good. I should go out there and just sing Tony Harnell songs at like three o'clock in the morning just to fuck up my neighbors who have been blowing off fireworks for a couple of months. Yeah. Just go oh, out there and just. Jackson album yeah! had beautiful girls on there. Do they do the opening to Madeline? The Scorpions <laughs> Virgin Killer album cover. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So. <laughs> oh, your neighbors. Fuck your neighbors. Yeah, my neighbors suck. Paulie, could you play that album, uh, a little bit of that album at uh, full volume, perhaps with the speakers aimed out your window? Yeah, maybe I'll do just that. So, I should just do that so we, with, to refresh us. I should do that with uh, do that with some SOD, like, you know, grab some SOD or nuclear assault and just fucking <laughs> point the speakers out. The, or, Speak English or die. Or right. run it through one of my stacks. Run it through like, like Daisy. I'm not Daisy. the Royal Snail. <laughs> Daisy chain, Daisy chain, both of my stacks because I've got two stacks. Daisy chain my stacks and just run uh, uh, SOD through them and just put the point all the cabs out off my back deck. I got a full PA system in my garage. I'll I have a, I have a PA system too. Yeah. <laughs> Give him your address and he'll bring it over. I could Daisy yeah, chain the whole thing. Hook up the you know PA system, two stacks, and just just run everything in in series to it, and just pump it all out. <laughs> you know what's you know what's really funny, Paul. You don't realize it, but you're gonna go over to that neighbor's house one day, and you're gonna bang on the door. You've had enough. You're gonna bang on the door. Who the fuck lives here and is launching all these fucking fireworks? Dane opens the door. Oh hey, you came over. <laughs> 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 By the way, he that that neighbor still has his Christmas decorations up. Take them down. It's over. Take your fucking it's over. Christmas it's over, Johnny. Yeah, take them down. It's over, Johnny. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if just take some <sighs> SOD over there? Fuck the Middle East. <laughs> and thank you, Kurt fifty one fifty. Happy twenty fourth wedding anniversary, man. Oh, look at you. Yeah. 
I made it 26 years before she walked out. So you got a couple more. Enjoy. Remember, the more you stay together, the more she gets in that settlement. That's a good point. Uh, let's say hi to everyone in the chat, by the way. I'm, I'm just looking. Uh, Lindy Lynch is checking in on Dane. Uh, hi, Lindy. Lindy's <laughs> in and out of the wow, chat. He said that funny. way, way, way creepy. Hey, it's funny. Hi. When I when I talk hi, to a beautiful Lindy. girl or any hi. women, my voice always goes up like this when they talk to girls. <laughs> it's, it's fucking Peter Brady. <laughs> when it's time to change. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Chris Bevan wants to know thoughts on Samick and Greg Bennett guitars or Neanderthal. I, uh, I think on that. I think Samick guitars are very good for the money. Uh, Samick is one of the big South Korean manufacturers that makes good budget and intermediate level guitars. They make uh, they made a lot of guitars for Epiphone for a while. Um, I've I've not played Greg Bennett guitars. I know it's basically Samick under an American name so people can, you know, give them an idea that it was a boutique guitar maker. Um, I don't have any experience with Greg Bennett, but the old Samick guitars are pretty well made and a decent value for the money. I've never played either of those, so I, I can't keep, I can't You've even probably played a Samick and don't know it. That's the thing. They're one of those guitar manufacturers that makes import guitars um, and uh, for other companies. They're one of the big ones that do that. They're one of the factories that gets. They're one of the top gets, three. In, in, yeah, it gets contracted to do that. So you've probably played one and don't even know it. If you've played like under like another project, brand name, like an import like, Kramer or something. Or an import Kramer, import, import BC Rich or or Hammer okay. or, you know, uh, 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 what's the other? Well, import uh, BC Riches were made in Nagoya, Japan originally. And then lately they've been made all over the place. World music. China world music and Korea, South Korea makes them. Yeah. Indonesia. Okay. No, but Samic uh, world music put a big, big um, guitar out today. Which was? What is this? The PRS Silver Sky SE came out today. Uh, and that's the factory that was producing that guitar that's the only guitar they've produced in the last six months, and it's been hush, 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 hush until until today. Hmm. The brand new PRS, made in Indonesia, SE has officially launched today. You know, I got it. I, I got have a, guys calling me. I got an email from somebody um, because we were talking about uh, the Indonesian gems on Saturday night with Jay Hannon, um, and somebody had said, "Hey, I, you know, I disagree with Jay because Jay said that the Indonesian guitars were substandard to the Japanese guitars, and he's right." That doesn't make them bad guitars. Um, I agree with just both like, that. Yeah, just like when, you know, there was a time when Japan was looked down upon as a guitar maker, uh, and now they're considered equal to, if not superior to, most American guitar manufacturers, uh, and, and probably the best value for your dollar. Um, then South Korea went through the same thing. South Korea had had become, you know, the sort of the, the whipping people for, for import guitars, and their quality has gone way up. And then China got beat up on for whatever reason, um, and 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 their quality has improved to the point where they're seizing these you know chipsons and all that stuff at the border, and they're faking out a lot of people who know how to identify a well-made American guitar. I'm not saying Chinese guitars are good. I'm saying the the quality has improved to the point where now it seems to be Indonesia's turn to sort of step up and create better guitars. And certainly Ibanez's Indonesian imports have been fairly good for the money um now are they the quality of japanese no are they a quality that coming out of ensenada no but 
you know, if you're going to spend $350 on a guitar, if you're not going to buy a used, you know, uh, a Mexican Fender, or you're not going to buy a used Korean Epiphone or whatever it is, um, and you want to buy a new guitar for less than $500, Indonesia seems to be a decent origin, country of origin for new manufactured guitars for that price point. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I say this all the time. I would rather buy uh, a used USA guitar in the hundreds of dollars than a new uh, Korean or Indonesian guitar. You know, just I, I'd just rather get something vintage and used uh, in I, the no, lower you. end, you know. No, I, I, some, I'm some of the I'm Japanese, like some of the Japanese, uh, you know, like an, uh, a BC Rich NJ series, which for those listening is not New Jersey. It stands for Nagoya, Japan. Uh, those are in the hundreds of dollars for the for the mm-hmm. bolt on ones. I'd rather have that, which is really well made than just some of the newer, you know, marked up stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, look down below. That is the great Jay Hannon from the band Gizmachi. And again, I'm not saying they're the same quality. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people hear when they hear that it's jealous. When people hear it's not the same or not (laughs) as good. Let let me let me explain something. Jay has a beautiful home, a wonderful music career, a gorgeous working wife, two beautiful kids, and he's handsome as all get out. My mother diddles her clit to him every night. Don't don't get offended, Paul. And he is not jealous jealous of of a bag of popcorn. He's not jealous of a bag of popcorn. By the way, Jay is the guy you name drop to get more Colonel's popcorn. He might be even be a silent partner or 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 somebody with their money laundering through. Dan, you're not impressing him <laughs> with your with the popcorn. Just saying you're I mean, I'm not trying to, to kill your vibe, but you're actually not Dan, oh, look show, not show the him. show the chocolate covered uh cashews. I think that's what Jay likes. Yeah, Jay loves he gets, when he gets munchies, that's the way he goes. Yeah. But point being, <laughs> getting back to the point, if you're if you're look if you're gonna spend oh. your money, I'm with I'm with John on that. I would rather buy a pre-owned, used, well-loved japanese guitar secondhand than a new indonesian guitar but if you're spending money on a new guitar and you want a warranty and you're going to buy from a from a dealer you know a, a new a new music store um you know and you could do worse than indonesia i would say the same thing that anybody has said about any other guitar i have sort of a fucking brezhnev thing going on here i'm like a vulcan what the hell's going on with that romulan you're romulan yeah, a little more romulan um but if you're looking for a new Guitar, uh, you can do worse than you have eyebrows. I don't even have any eyebrows. That's a good point. Hmm. Well, now I know what to get you for Nothing. your birthday. Yep, it's a little fuzzy up here. You should you should be like those girls that use those thick makeup pencils that make these giant gout groucho mark. Where, where does my mother come into this? Where does my mother come into this? My, Eyelashes. These the makeup. giant groucho mark magic markered eyebrows. Have you seen this lately? Yeah, that's the, you, you see that a lot in the Quinceañera crowd. I don't know what the hell that is. These beautiful young girls, and they've put on these mm-hmm. like inch thick fucking eyebrow pencils. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, like, I don't what get the it. fuck is going on there? Weird. Yeah, right? I, I don't know that any of us are in a position to be making appearance criticisms on anybody. Don't look at me. I look like the bat side of a horse's ass, but you know, mm-hmm. in pink. Yeah. yeah. But just saying. I really. Uh, I really, I really blew it. Apparently, I posted an old picture uh, that our old bass player uh, posted on Facebook, and somebody told me, "Hey, man, you got a sort of a Jim Morrison thing going there." I did. And now I look like Jim Morrison does today. 
Yeah, Woo! what the hell? Uh, there it that is. is there it is. That is like sexy. That looks, like, looks like two caterpillars trying to mate on her forehead. Wow. No, they've done mated. It's like a landing strip. <laughs> One of those Cessna planes is going to land on that girl's forehead. Interesting. Chris Bevan says, hey, wasn't Greg Bennett with oh Washburn? Probably, but but Samick made Washburn guitars. Yeah, look at that, John. And those uh, Oscar Schmidt guitars are uh, Washburn. Yeah. Yeah, they changed. Like, Washburn and, and Samick changed their names to put, name, you know, put, like, like, boutique guitar maker names on them for whatever reason. And Jay makes a good point. Indonesian, play it first. Consistency yep. is part of the issue. There are yep. diamonds in the rough. I'll agree with that because yep. the, the new Kramers, and I've said this on the show before, I've played them at NAM. Some of those are really, really good, specifically looking at the Night Swan with the R2 nut. That neck is terrific, and they feel really good. The ones I've played, at least, I've played probably now about five of them, and they, they've been very good. Now, make no mistake, like a lot of Indonesian guitars, there are some dogs in there, but some of those bang for the buck have uh, have really been good. Now, as you know, as being a huge Les Paul fan, the Epiphone Les Pauls have been made in several different factories before Gibson opened up their Chinese factory. They would contract them and subcontract them out to different factories in South Korea, and you can identify the factory based on the factory code. You know, the, the serial number has a letter, and that'll tell you the factory code. The three, the four you really want are Shine, which is spelled S-A-E-I-N, Peerless, um, Samic, and I forget what the fourth one the is. The one that oh, starts unsung. with the U. Unsung. So unsung. you have four. Yeah, so we have Unsung, Peerless, Shine, and Samick. And the, the factory codes are Shine is I, Unsung is U, Peerless is P, and Samick is S. And those guitars, those four factories, make superior quality to the other South Korean uh, Epiphone guitars. So when you pick one up and you play it, before you even look at the factory code, you can tell if it plays well. If you look at the back of the headstock and you see the factory code and the uh, serial number, Chances are it's going to be either U, I, S, or P. Those are the those are the four that made the best quality, more consistent quality Epiphone Les Pauls. Jesus rapes me wants to know are the Chapman guitars any good? Uh, are you talking Paul? You're talking Paul Chapman, Paul Chapman of UFO. Well, he played old bitches, so old BC rich bitches are great. Yes, Charlie Chapman, <laughs> Rob Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dane Dane owns about half a dozen of them. There's your Samick right there. And that's there the one that has the really thin neck. Yeah, it's a 94 Samick, and that is the thinnest neck on any Les Paul I've ever held in my life. Show the front. It's, gonna, it's got a shredder's neck on it. No, this ain't that one. Oh, it's not? Uh-uh. Let me show you. Oh. It's a nice looking Although guitar, that's the right? heavy one. That's the really heavy one. Yeah. Mike Johnson. Harkens hey, back to those great days of uh, Norlin Les Pauls. By the way, yeah. anybody that wants to text in photos of uh, anything, there's the number. Or call right in. Or call in if you want to call in the show tonight. Yeah. My, the, who is this? Somebody just sent something in. Mike. Mike. Oh, he's, he's oh, is, got, he, he, is that a dick pic again? Oh. No. No, show it. Show it. Let, <laughs> me, let, me, let me know if it's him. Oh, it's a dick thing. Well, there we go. Three beautiful night swans. 
got a black one. You got the classic Aztec graphic, and you got the Vivian Campbell uh, dots. And it looks like they got a, uh, a Jersey star there too on the wall behind it. Yeah. And that, I think behind that might be the Dave Sabo, uh, Kramer Beretta. I can't see, but it looks like, looks like the snake Sabo. I believe it is. Yeah. That looks like the Dave Sabo Kramer Beretta, the snake, the a lot of stuff. Rob man. Chapman awesome. still does some stuff with Anderton's on occasion. Um, he's, it's weird. His relationship with, uh, with uh, uh lee anderton is is weird they have a they have sort of a george lynch don Dawkins thing going um <laughs> the chemistry is the chemistry is good but for whatever reason they, they can't seem to work together for long periods of time um chapman guitars were made by world music for a while in fact on on rob's uh on rob's youtube channel there is a tour of the quote-unquote chapman guitar factory and it is in fact the world music factory and you can see while they're cutting chapman bodies and showing the chapman bodies on the back rack there are guitars sitting there for drying and, and for curing and you'll see bc rich you'll see washburn you'll see point prs and you'll see gibson guitars all in racks it, world music makes all of those they make they don't make their own guitars in fact some of the newer ones the new world music ones will say on the back this one isn't one from there but i'm just using the headstock for example it'll say proudly made by world musical instruments for whatever company it is nice and just real quick i just want to give a, a quick shout out of course we're an hour into the show i want to give a quick shout out to uh everyone in the chat right now just do a quick little roll call uh magic man john doe war one ag bozik mike johnson nightbot in the house wayno in the house kentry 55 vistalite 1972 uh keith campbell leo safko uh jesus rapes me uh renus pinkle in the house symmetry my man in the house symmetry uh, the great jay hannon of the band gizmachi in the house browns fan in the house uh let's see keith campbell the chad kentry 55 thomas santiago craven soda james g janice la 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 this light 1972 my girl sandra picorni ah, ah, me love you long time and feel better sandra uh let's see uh who else we got my <laughs> no. girl erica in the house my buddy uh mike murr in the house my buddy billy atkin in the house alex smith uh keith campbell mike johnson uh, chris bevan lenny lou and my little geriatric sex kid mary alex alice martinez lindy lynch at work right now but can't keep herself away from us Thank you, Lindy. We love you too. Lindy, Bozik. thank you so much. Lin Lindy. 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 Not Lindsay. Lindy. What kind of job Lindy. does she have? Lindy. As in, oh, Lindy. Gosh, Lindy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. So that's how you pronounce it properly. Um Edwin Crane in the house. Uh oh, John, that's terrible. Uh Hellstorm in the house. Tupsupio. Christopher Live Sawa in the house. Drew SGS 60 in the house. Uh, Kai Matthews. Uh, let's see. Everybody. Else? Austin LaFond. I just want to give a shout out. Give a shout out. Give a shout out as I scroll through. Chris Bevan. Kurt 5150. Uh, let's see. Who, who else? 
Sherman Callahan, thank you for the super chat earlier. Sherman. Appreciate Sherman. That. By, by the way, Sherman Callahan, I got your text. Um, that's awesome, man. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about, but Sherman. The the, the, the right dick pic. On. We know, we know. We know. Right on. No, he 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 was basically just gave me like like his like his background. Paulie like Walnuts, the, Brian like Long. Black Salami. Long Black Salami. Magic Man. Browns fan. PB Majestic PB and J Cat. And everybody else in the chat. Welcome. Belated welcome, but welcome. <laughs> Leave a thumbs up if you have not yet. Because the video is not going to get better. <laughs> it's going to get go. better. You've got a guitar to show here in about an hour or so. It's going to be a badass freaking axe from back it in the day. It is going to be a very, it is going to be, it's, it's a beautiful girl. That's your clue today. Beautiful and girl. Paulie, speaking of old school bands. And Lindy. Uh, speaking of Lindy Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lindy. Go ahead, Dane. What about Lindy? <laughs> what do you want to say about Lindy? No, isn't that what the guitar made by Lindy? Didn't she make guitars? Oh, Lindy, Lindy oh, Fralin Lindy, pickups. Lindy's the beautiful girl, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's got Lindy Fralin pickups in it. Well, Lin Lindy is a beautiful girl, Lindy Lynch. Thank you. Thank you for being beautiful and watching the show, Lindy. We appreciate that. Austin. Uh, let's see. Austin. It's just my name. Yeah, baby. It's just my name. Just search Johnny oh. Bean. Not his real name, but it's his name. It's the name I use. There you go. You might know him as Johnny's False got Flag. it all in there. What was your False Flag is my name, middle name. Uh, Paul, Paul, remember uh, we we've talked about this band before. How much do you love Saxon? I'm a huge Saxon fan. Again, beautiful girls on the album covers. No. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Nothing. But that girl well, sometimes in, in, innocence and no is no excuse is the one that has the beautiful girl on the album cover. Yeah, I'll that's, take. I think that's the only one. Okay, well, well, here, it's the only here's one the I ever thing. At. Here's the thing: they are out with another new album, February fourth, and this is a band that, again, like a They're lot of very old bands, very, very, very prolific recently. Right? Yeah, this is like their third album in five years. They're really, really cranking along, and their products are good. Mm -hmm. And I, I just watched the video tonight. I actually watched it with Mama Kuda. Um, I watched the new video from their new album coming out February 4th, Carpe Diem, uh, via Silver Lining Music is who's publishing that one. And the second single out is called Remember the Fallen, and it's a song devoted to everyone who passed away so far from COVID. And they have an official music video out. Check it out. Very, very cool song. And what's interesting is I'm playing it next to Mama Kuda, and she's like, oh, you know, I love the sound of an electric guitar. And, and I'm like, so you like this song? She's like, well, I, I love the music. Yeah, I really like the guitar playing. So Mama Kuda approves it. And I said, what do you, so you really like this song? Well, I don't like the singing. So she didn't like the singing, but, um, but well, the Biff, guitar. Biff isn't quite what he used to be, but he's still pretty good. I, I think he was terrific. I liked yeah. it. He's no um, Frank Sinatra. He's no, yeah, yeah. Remember the falling from that pandemic Where are disease. they now? Where are Wait they now? I, 
Yank bro, that man by his up. ugly mustache. Smack my balls on his forehead. Makuda. I um you know, Biff is Biff is old. Biff is in his 70s. Um, and and they don't have much left in them. So it's smart that they go out and you know, strike while the iron's hot, get a couple more records. You know, Saxon is not a band that does well. Um, is he the most famous? Well, does well out here Biff in the state, in the world, other than Biff Tannen. And, and <laughs> yeah, I was and, about uh, to say Biff Tannen. Now, Biff, don't con me. Um, <laughs> oh, Don Dockin. <laughs> oh, hey there, now, Biff. Biff. Don't con me. Um, oh. I'm going to get back together with George Lynch. Oh, come on. Come on, Don Dawkins. Hello. McDawkins. Hello. It's a movie. Um, I, you know, I mean, his name is Peter, but Peter doesn't go over. Ah, giggity. Peter Byford doesn't really go over very well. Pete. They could just call him Pete. Um, so Saxon, uh, I mean, they're <clears throat> they're a lot like Riot a band that is a huge influence. A lot of people know who they were, are. Um, they had a moment in the United States and unfortunately made one of the worst decisions of all time by choosing to cover a Christopher Cross song as their breakthrough uh, on MTV. They covered Ride Like the Wind. And it is, I mean, it's its interesting, but it's awful and completely unrepresentative. Break like the Wind. They could it's, have it's covered per- "Break Like the Wind." "Break Like the Wind" was funny, at least. Um, yeah. And I guess, I guess not the Christopher cover, Cross, though. I guess Christopher Cross was funny, but not in the same way. Um, Saxon has fantastic songs. They've got a song called "Dallas 1 p.m." about Dallas, the assassination. Dallas yeah, 1 p.m. Was it Dallas, the, 4, was it Dallas 4 p.m.? No, Dallas 1 p.m. You're thinking of a uh, uh, 4 a.m. p.m. Uh, from uh, uh, heavy bones. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe. Which was Frankie Benali and Gary Hoey. Um, and Broken Heroes. That was Broken Saxon. Heroes, which is about all, all those that have come back from war. Um, Saxon or, not, has re- or not come or back. Not come back. Yeah. Saxon is a fantastic band um, that just doesn't get credit in the United States. Never big in the United States. Um, big in very England. underground. Huge in, in England. England. I mean, big, you know, stadium big. band in England. Mm-hmm. Um, but a fantastic, um, yes, gear boy. All, most of the riot members are dead. Um, all the, the important members, both important lead singers, uh, and, um, and Mark Reale, who is basically the, the brains and, and, and musical creativity behind the band riot is also passed. Um, and so riot goes on as something else called riot God, um, or riot V or whatever. They've changed their name. They're tributing riot, but it's not riot. There's nobody from the original riot in riot anymore. Um, Leo Safko, you're wrong. Saxon does not suck compared to maiden and priest. They're just not as good, but they don't. Well, they're suck. different. They're a little they're different. Not... Saxon is more hard it's... rock. Saxon's maiden way more priest hard rock metal. than yeah. metal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Saxon is more, comes more from the ACDC blues. Uh, and you still hear blues stuff. Um, in, in Saxon's music than you do more, more blues in it than you do in maiden or priest. Rose tattoo, right guys? Rose tattoo. Great Australian band. Another good one. Australian band. Yep. And, um, they're at the whiskey a go, go on, um, what's the date? I have to be there. We're opening for them. This is another, another, another 
pivot for, for Dane to talk about what his band is doing, which is good. Yeah. Roast well, tattoo, at least, Johnny, Come at least on, spotlight man. him. If, you, if we're going to give Dane a plug, at least spotlight the guy. That there last no, show. That's, that's <laughs> <not> <laughs> there you go. The last show we played at the Whiskey A Go Go. We got oh, that was your play. last show? Like David Lee Roth, that was your last show? No, no, it was the last – well, it was the first show of the year. But uh, it was a great show. Uh, we had a better time slot. So instead of being like 8.15 or something, we were actually the 9 o'clock slot. And uh, it was just a weird day because the opening band, they were called Very Cherry, and they were some young kids, and they opened up with Romeo's Delight. So how cool is that, right? First, whoa, Romeo's cool. Delight. First song of the night. There they are playing Romeo's Delight, also and known as Juliet's reason, Vagina. I had dinner oh. at um at the Rainbow, and the Faster Pussycat guys were in the two back booths all the way on the one end, and and uh, and for some reason I just kept humming, "You got got nothing to lose." So I had the Kiss song rolling for some reason. They must have loved and that. And then they like their third or fourth song. They're very cherry. They're called very cherry. And they were just kids. They played, Hey, we're going to do an old kiss song. And they were up there. You got, got nothing. To and I'm like, man, this is weird. It By was the way, like being psychic. Going back to Leo Safko in the, in the chat. Regarding. Okay. regarding I was only about Saxon. halfway through my story, but. No, it's all right. So we had, <laughs> but I'm answering, I'm answering. It's I'm only, answering I know it's a only chat. a three hour show. No, but I'm answering a chat question, okay. which, you know, okay. we should pay attention okay. to the listeners. Um, sure. Uh, we can go back to your story. You were talking about an opening band. You weren't talking about you. you talking about I just want the music that it, they, they were band. playing. How cool Dane, just give your, stroking, Dane, you're stroking your an opening band. The, all that stuff. Okay. Dane, you were stroking an plug. opening band. Go Dane, ahead, just your give plug. your plug. Really What's was, your plug? Man. Do your plug. When are you playing next, Dane? When is yeah, your, that's the most man. important part of the story. Get to that part. Oh, God, the pressure's on. When are we playing? What's the name of my band? Um... I don't know the next date, but just I just put out I, your ear and say John B. L. Friday, the February. <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to see when when Rose Tattoos playing. We're one of the openers. Okay, what is it the name the of your show. band? The As whiskey I was dogs, walking right? out of the whiskey, I had my bass in my gig bag. It was over my shoulder. I walk out the whiskey. Really nice car pulled in, and Eddie Trunk jumped out with two beautiful women. And Eddie Trunk is looking good, and he had his mask on. But I could just you? look at, I, I, I looked right at him when he got out of his car and I go, Eddie Trunk. And he's like, Hey man, how are you doing? And boom. He gave me one of those little fist pumps. Restraining orders. Oh, oh. and he, <laughs> he, he walked right into the bar, but you know, back in the day you would go to the whiskey in order to, uh, you know, get some notoriety right. and try to be seen by A&R people and stuff like that. And that hasn't happened in 30 some years. But it kind of made it feel a little more like, wow, shit's happening around here, man. There's Eddie Trunk going in there. And and so it was just a great night all around. And so you know are you gonna, super are you gonna plug your show? Are you gonna plug your show or um what we're gonna be there when Rose Tattoo is there? I don't have the date right in front of me, but, but it's your in, band is called what? The Whiskey Dogs? Whiskey Dogs, yeah. Okay. Horrible band name, but my singer came up with that like 20 years ago. And you kept and, uh, right. Yeah, it was it was a super fun show. And, you know, we are so hardcore, me and my drummer. I picked him up 
and we're in the east side of Phoenix. You know, we're actually in Mesa and Chandler, which is way on the east side of Phoenix. We drove all the way 350 some miles to the whiskey. We went straight to the venue. We played the show. We After the show, we drank a couple of beers and we jumped back in the car and we drove all the way back to town. We had over 700 mile round trip and uh, I got home at 530 in the morning. Tell me how cool that is. Wow. That is freaking hardcore, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. That's nice. It's tons of fun. And I got hugged. A really pretty girl hugged me after the gig. That was Eddie Trunk. You were very drunk. <laughs> Eddie has slimmed down. He's nice, slim. He still has his now. breasts, though. He still has his breasts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Yostinator. Welcome. It was lots of fun. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Is it? Is it really, Johnny? It was yeah. really fun, man. You drive right, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> so now I'll answer Leo Safko again in the chat. Um, okay, you're you're simply incorrect with your assertion regarding Saxon. Uh, the band was very popular in other countries. They had never achieved worldwide fame of Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, but nobody ever said they did. What I'm saying is they were a very good band and they have achieved lots of success, lots of success. And, and, and the world is success. bigger than the United. Yeah. Success. Uh, the world is bigger than the United States, Leo Safko and Saxon is a stadium act in Europe. They're a big band in Europe. They had top five records in England. They Dead. are a very, very successful band. No, they're not on the level of Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, but very few bands are. Yeah, very few bands are on the level of Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. But Saxon sold a lot of records in other countries. They're big in Europe. They're big in Japan. They're big uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, outside of the United States. They had a shot here in the United States, and it didn't happen. But that doesn't <laughs> negate their quality of music, and it doesn't negate the success they had in their career. You're simply wrong. Saxon or UFO? Saxon. I think Saxon is I think Saxon's better than UFO. Oh, I never man. I never took to UFO. Nothing. I don't get them. it. I, I never took oh, I never took I like magic either. in that man's voice. Nope. I there, I think the music magic in that man's Phil moved. I think Bog. I think I think Pete Way did better work in Wasted and Fastway than he ever did in UFO. Fastway for sure. I'm not wrong, Leo Safko. You're just you're just being you're trying to just you're trying to opinion. focus on I mean, the no, no, wrong no, he's answer. trying to focus on the United States as being the only measure for win for success. But but here's the thing. Here's, here's <laughs> the thing. You have to realize the United States music taste is really, really fickle. Really fickle. You know, in Japan and Europe, Saxon can still fill arenas. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. You take them to the United States. I mean, okay, yeah, the weekend can fill an arena in the United States. I don't want to listen to the weekend. I don't. I just don't. That's not my genre. Okay. But I, I would I would absolutely love to see Saxon in a full arena show. They're great live too. Bad bands don't get to release 22 albums. Somebody keeps signing them. They must be doing something right for them to be able to have a career a 50-year career and and still release 22 albums. They must they must be doing something right. Now, are they are they as good as Iron Maiden? No. Nobody is as good as Iron Maiden. Even Judas Priest isn't as good as Iron Maiden worldwide. 
They're just not. Iron Maiden is arguably the second biggest metal band in the past 50 years behind Metallica. I think you could interchange Judas Priest and Maiden as far they're as not good. As po- Popularity-wise, I'm going to absolutely agree with you. But Iron that's Maiden my point. is more popular. But I'm, I'm just saying, personal opinion, I can interchange Judas Priest and Iron Maiden popular, you know, as far as my tastes. You want to talk about Leo Sapko? You want to talk about a guy who doesn't have success? Blaze Bailey doesn't have success. You're trying to you're trying to compare Blaze Bailey with Iron Maiden to Saxon? Not at all. Not even in the same. If Blaze Bailey were still in Iron Maiden, Saxon would have absolutely eclipsed them. Iron Maiden is 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 a unique animal. It's its own thing. And you're equating popularity with quality, and those are not the same thing. They're I'm just kind of with John on that, where I uh, would rather listen to Judas Priest than Iron Maiden. I, well, I would I mean, interchange them, is what I'm saying. I, I could see I, I, I either think of they're them. both great, but yeah. Iron Maiden is the bigger band. Iron Maiden's technically the bigger band. I agree with yes. you, Paulie. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, my, myself to you know to Dane's point. I'm just saying that, like, I could listen to both equally and like them as equally. That's, you know, British Invasion. That's my whole thing with that. Yes, Leo Safko. Maiden is behind Metallica. Metallica are the greatest heavy metal band in the history of heavy metal. Fact. They're they're certainly the most popular without fact. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they start that they they've made the greatest music, but they are the ones. Metallica (laughs) did for heavy metal what the Beatles did for rock and roll. They are the biggest metal band on the fucking planet. Iron Maiden has to open for Metallica at festivals now. Wasn't always that way. There was a time when Iron Maiden was at the top of the festival in 1983, 85. But since 1990, Metallica has been the largest, most dominant, best drawing heavy metal band on the fucking planet. That is a fact. Irrefutable. I would say there's a, I would say the kiss (laughs) is also right up there, actually, Neanderthal. I'm just saying. Without? Gene, what do you think? um, You know, I, I believe that Iron Maiden has opened for kiss on several occasions. That's what I thought. And we could have our own jet if we wanted to. I mean, all we have to do is cash in one of our 30 houses. <laughs> but Metallica and, and you whether we like them or not, the numbers don't lie. Metallica dominate the planet when it comes to metal bands. Dominate the planet. Iron Maiden can't fill hockey arenas in the United States. They're big in South America, so is Metallica. They're big in Asia, so is Metallica. Metallica plays giant stadium in the United States. Iron Maiden can't. They're big in those other countries, but Metallica's bigger. Yes, Metallica's the biggest band on the planet. Paul, you mentioned hockey, but Kith has miniature golf, and that's our own thing. We have miniature golf. Yes. By the way, Austin LaFon brings up a very good point. Iron Maiden is bigger worldwide than Judas Priest, but Judas Priest is bigger in the United States than Iron Maiden. Just so you know, we were thinking of opening a commercial airlines, like a Kith-themed plane. Gene's tongue would be like at the front of the nose of the plane. I'm just saying we were thinking about doing that. I love people that say Metallica lost me at the Black Album. No, it's only the Sgt. Pepper of heavy metal. Of course they lost you. That's when they got the rest of the world. The rest of the world. They lost me, admittedly, after the Black Album. I love the Black Album and everything (laughs) before it. After that is when I, they lost me a lot, I have to admit. I think they became a different band after the Black Album, not unlike Van Halen, not unlike Journey, not unlike a lot of bands. They redefined themselves. I think that 
I would rather listen to Load, Reload, even Saint Anger than most of their peers. You know, just Load so you know, Reload, Paul, Load and Reload are fantastic records. Just Leo, so you I, know, I Kith, Kith dumped a load before Metallica did. Gene dumped 6,341 loads. Leo, and he has everyone will, on record. Leo, I will defer when you give me something that is a legitimate argument. Give me a legitimate, give me something legitimate and I'll go with it. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> the fact of the matter is Metallica is the biggest metal band in the world. You can argue it, but you're wrong. And Saxon is a good band. I didn't say they were bigger than Judas. Nobody ever said they were bigger than Judas Priest or Maiden. That's not the point. Maiden and Judas Priest are by far bigger bands. And better bands. Yes, they're better than Saxon. That doesn't mean Saxon is terrible. They're not. Anvil is Leo. terrible. I'm with Leo yeah. because Leo has a Zim's guitar sticker on the back of his car right now. <laughs> I would, I would be, I would That's be where your loyalty lies. That's where your loyalty lies. Yes, <laughs> but it's Rock this big. Saxon, we're not comparing them to Iron Maiden. We're not comparing them. You're comparing them. All I said was Saxon was a great band, and because John brought up the fact that they have a new album coming out. Jay, Leo Safko. Well, hold I on. I can name hundreds on. of bands Leo, better Leo's than Leo's basically saying that, that he likes Maiden better than Saxon. Look, I can't disagree with that. I didn't say you know? that. But what he but said, I don't like either. Band. They're, not, they're not a comparable band is all. They're Johnny not mediocre. You don't like any Iron Maiden, Johnny? Nothing Iron Maiden? That's cool. But Flight of Icarus? I don't know what that is. Only if it changes Johnny's oh, lights man. does he... I listen uh... to the Flight of Icarus. <laughs> It's only about four minutes long. Cool little F sharp riff. You'll like that one. Easy to You're wrong, Leo. To. Saxon. Good, good melodies in the vocals. Amazing oh. vocals. Leo, call up. You're call trolling us. now. <laughs> Somebody, please call us. No, he's trolling. That's all he's doing. He's just trying to get the, take the piss out of me. He's wrong. <laughs> no, look, I, I, I can't say so many trolls. I saw Saxon at the celebrity theater in Phoenix back in the eighties. The one thing I remember was how loud they were and that the celebrity celebrity theater, it's in the round. Mm -hmm. So they were slowly spinning around. Right. <laughs> and they were so freaking loud. I was like, I've never been to a show in this place where it's that loud. And I can't remember ever <laughs> hearing anything close to a hit song out of those guys I remember again. The leather and uh what was the leather and song that they did hell bent for leather no not that denim and leather denim and leather i tried to sort of, okay this is their hit this is their song this is the big one nah oh i would like the big not one. much of a fan wait a minute 20 minutes ago, you were just blowing the band about how many hot album, how many hot chicks were on their album covers. That's true. That is a, that's a pretty girl on that one uh, album. Then cover. he did an inventory of his guitar sticker on the back of their car and he chose his alliances. <laughs> yeah. You put a sticker on, on your car and you've got my loyalty from here on out. <laughs> I yeah. wear your t shirt all the time. Thank you. Well, Paul um, would if he had one. Yeah, I would too. I think what we need to decide is what is the best song that Iron Maiden does that we can get Johnny to listen to so he slowly becomes an Iron Maiden fan. What would you guys think is that song? I'm thinking Flight of Icarus. you got to love that one. 
It's easy to um, listen to. It's chunk da da dun da da dun da da dun da da dun. It's not real fast and chaotic or anything. It's a nice little jump, da da dun da da dun, you know. I mean, how does it go, Dane? <laughs> what? <laughs> Toilet seat. Okay, that's all right. Piss on it. <clears throat> uh, I, w- I would give John. I would give Johnny either. I would. I would give Johnny either uh, two minutes to midnight or. Um, Races high. I love the Power Slave album. That's my favorite. I mean, I love them all. I know but... that one. Wasted years. I know. I I was playing that one when I first picked up the guitar. That was the, one of the first oh, riffs that I you learned. Go, yeah, there you go. So yeah, so I know that. You must have liked it. A good exercise. It's a good somewhere in time is great. Somewhere in time. Yeah, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden had a had a pretty sick run from Number of the Beast through Somewhere in Time. That was a great. Can you, can you we play talk it? about four album runs. Can you play it? Yeah. No. I don't. I got to do it a lot too. Huh? And one of the greatest live metal records of all time in in uh, Live After Death. I could see the uh, flag. I can't do my uh, picking part. Yeah, that's the only one I know. Yeah, up from what about Run to the Hills? He dig that Run to the Hills. Yeah, I know that one. I know that one. Run, Johnny Bean. Make Johnny's lights change. Watch Johnny on Twitch. Yeah, uh, Jay, I I think you're right, um, but overall, Judas Priest gets gets radio play. Judas Priest sells records in the United States. Judas Priest continues to tour regularly in the United States, and Iron Maiden can't. Uh, and I, I I'm you know when they do play here, <clears throat> they sell okay, <clears throat> okay. But Judas Priest, Judas Priest still has half a dozen songs on the radio, um, and that's you know. That's their the, the sign of longevity. If Iron Maiden were were embraced here in the United States, more people would know who Iron Maiden is, but they don't. I think I think Iron Maiden is embraced great in the United States. Not in the radio, they're not. Not in not in well, public the public consciousness. Radio, I, I can't in go public by consciousness, radio consciousness they're not. In fashion, I can't go by radio today. Mm-hmm. I can't go but by radio t- today. But if you're talking about a bigger artist in the United States, people are more aware of Judas Priest than they are Iron Maiden in the United States. People that don't care about this music. Are more they're using about, about that they use breaking I, the law they use breaking the law to sell commercials they use this uh, electric eye to sell minivans that music has been used and co-opted for commercials rob halford was in a cell phone commercial as a priest like After those guys know, i'm not saying they don't know judas priest but i have to say because that makes I think them bigger. Of the artwork i think because of the graphics a lot of people know Iron Maiden more than Priest in the states, I would say. They've, they've got it covered when I it would comes disagree. to the merch. No, uh, Iron Maiden Maiden's is got it more covered well known. when it comes to the merch. Iron Maiden is well more well more well known in the United States than than I mean, Judas Priest is more well known in the United States than Iron Maiden. Fact. Who do you think just would are. open if they if they did a double bill tour between Priest and and Maiden? Who do you think would open? Who do you think would headline? I think they would do one of those co-headlining tours, flipping and flopping. Okay, that, Maiden, that would pretty Maiden much would what I would think. Or they probably I think, wouldn't do it. I don't think Maiden would do it. 
I don't think Maiden, because uh, Maiden will tell you they don't need to do it. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know that Maiden and, and Priest would tour together these days, but I think it would be a flip flop or a festival tour. I think that Iron Maiden does better business than Judas Priest worldwide, <laughs> but Judas Priest is more well known. There's these are apples and oranges. A bigger band is public awareness. Bigger is image. Bigger is awareness. Who sells more records in the United States? I don't think either of those bands sells a lot of records in the United States. They just don't. I, th I think Maiden sells more, I would guess. That would be my guess. I think publicly, I think Iron Maiden is probably better known than Priest because of the graphics. No, you are, you don't, amongst music fans, yes. Amongst the general public, no. The general public is more aware of breaking the law than they are any Iron Maiden song. The general public is aware of you got another thing coming because those songs are all played at football games. They're all played at hockey games. You, you hear, hear those Judas songs. Priest at, you hear Judas Priest at uh, sports sports games lately? Absolutely. Another thing coming is 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 played in between plays at football games. Breaking the law is played between you know between dropping of the hockey puck at hockey games. Occasionally, uh, you'll I'll hear, take your word on it. I don't watch hockey. How about them and Vegas you definitely Raiders? Watch more football. Wasn't yeah, that I a think, great game. I think you get you get a much you get a much wider public. And now again, that doesn't make them better musically, but it does make them bigger awareness wise. Now, look, I'm aware of a lot of shit that I don't care about. I'm aware of the Kardashians. I don't care about them, but I'm aware right. of them. And I think that Judas Priest, there is more awareness of Judas Priest in the United States than there are than there is of Iron Maiden. I got to disagree with you respectfully. I agree John to disagree. On that one. Okay. What do you think, Johnny? Johnny you're with us, right? Yeah. Um, you don't know what we're talking about. What was the question again? Yeah. Huh? What? Mama Kuda? What? Vagina? Priester Maiden. What? Who do you think is, be is better known in the public eye, Priest or Maiden, Johnny? I would say Priest. He's right. So we're tied. We're tied. But, 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 no, but see, here's the thing. Football. Johnny doesn't give a shit about either of those bands. Johnny no. doesn't even know who those but, two bands are. But I think Priest is more known because of their, their T-shirts. I think Iron Maiden's T-shirts. I've never well. seen a Priest T-shirt. Well, okay, maybe it was Maiden I, I meant then. <laughs> <laughs> and Leo, Leo Safko mentioned Maiden has their own beer. Can you get it in a supermarket? I don't know. I, can I you get some to Paul right now? You can't get. <laughs> can you send <laughs> some to Dane? Good luck finding Maiden beer. Good luck finding it. I, I'm not saying it's oh, not hey, great. I, it's, I'm sure it's fantastic, but you can't. It's not available at 7-Eleven. Rush and has if, their own if, beer. Rush if people cared, they'd buy it. Out. Don't even bring Rush into this. Rush has their own beer. We're, we're not playing Canada Those tonight. Two guys are doing this tons is, of YouTube videos. We're on, we're on British invaded. We're on British invasion right now. Okay. Um. I want to I want to take a survey in the chat, Johnny. Who do you, who do you guys think is better known in the public, Iron Maiden or Judas Priest? Put, See, put that put that. You got to try. You got to survey ask in the chat. That aren't music fans? You got to ask people that aren't that aren't that don't have a, a a vested interest in it. That's the point. We are all here because we like a certain style of music. We are incapable of looking at it subjectively. That's the tough part. Is it's you've got to take lie. yourself okay, away from you got to take yourself away from that and look at the average slub on the street. The and and based upon how many songs Iron Maiden songs have you heard used in commercials? 
Hold on, everyone in the chat, just wait for Johnny to put the survey up. I want I want you to just hit the survey button. Who do you think is better known in the public? Wait till Johnny puts the survey up so we have an official without us sitting there counting. Winger, Hanson, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend that actually works at Shirts and Things, which is wish, a I wish shop. I had a friend. And I'm sorry, I, and what was that? I could probably ask him, what do you sell more, priest t-shirts or maiden t-shirts? And out of all the metal bands, other than like the uh, Misfits hold, skull. Hold on, John, Johnny, do you know how to spell Maidan? No. Clearly. All right. Just answer it anyway. <laughs> the survey's up. Uh, maiden or priest, or even though Johnny spelled it wrong, uh, maiden or priest who do you guys think is better known by the public the american public the american public yeah yeah america someone says ask mama kuda mama kuda's right now playing with a vibrator with uh, eddie's face on it oh, it is it's it's a it's a good uh, argument because again <laughs> Judas Priest is played on the radio all the time. The heaviest station in in town will do uh, Iron Maiden every once in a while, but um, they'll also play Judas Priest every once in a while too. Yeah, but the Iron the Iron Maiden Eddie T-shirts are like iconic. The only T-shirt See, I agree no, with that. Big not. brand they're T-shirt not. that comes out is like the Misfits logo. They're iconic and, to us. I think I think non-rockers know, know Iron Maiden better. I, I do. I think the merch has a lot to do with it. Because they've done such a good job of spreading that logo and that character around. And I'm not saying that, you know, the, the Sentinel and... and, uh, and dude, uh, what, ele- dude, Electric you know. Eye and, and You Got Another Thing Coming and Breaking the Law are all played in NFL stadiums every Sunday. There's a reason. Those songs are embraced by the public. They're they're universally recognized. Nobody does more research than the National Football League. Nobody. They know their product. They know what they're doing. It's just, it's it's just a it's just about it's about awareness. I'm not saying they're better. I'm not saying they're bigger. I'm not saying they. I sold get what more you're records. saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and that's the thing. And yes, James Stewart is is absolutely right. Judas Priest is one of the most heavy, famous heavy metal bands amongst those people who don't know shit about heavy metal, and Iron Maiden is not. I disagree. I think every, people, I think. When did when did breaking the law has become universally recognized as stupid uh, Hesher a chant that Hesher because of Beavis and Butthead? Everybody That's how does, I know that song. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. No, look, Janice, I, we, I, Janice, we I'm play Judas saying. Priest. We don't play Iron Maiden, and that's because Judas Priest is a bigger band than Iron Maiden amongst our audience. Amongst oh, the people that want to hear classic rock. Is this a phone call? Let's see who video calls. Iron Maiden is not a classic rock band, and classic rock has stood the test of time. Wait, call back. I think they both are. I mean, look, I, I think personally, I think um, that, that Priest has more radio-friendly music yeah you know the length of the songs and, and stuff thus, like that and thus better known but here's the thing i think the public doesn't listen to that music if they're not into it but i do think they see the merch i think hey, they man. know the name and not you know. the same what's that 
I've got some statistics here. Who, Who is, is this? That I've Googled, that I've Googled up. It's, it's Krauss. It's my tweet. Symmetry. 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 Krauss. You got numbers? I got numbers. Total album sales, Iron Maiden, 100 million albums. Yes. Judas Priest, total album sales, 50 million albums. Album sales do not equate with awareness. They equate That's with popularity worldwide. Keep going. So, what else I, you got? How about David Crosby? I, I, <laughs> I think we need to consider, are we talking north america are we talking worldwide well we were talking about no we were talking about worldwide originally right. we're talking midwest story if you go to <laughs> india or japan or europe right in the united states in the united states judas priest is more well known than iron maiden you can hear him right we can hear him yeah yeah now symmetry okay. you can hear them oh yeah i've got it on low but i can hear them. Just yeah, there's, there's a how face. The numbers now, don't I've lie loved when you both equally since a very young age. You know, 12, 13. That would have been early eighties for me, and they're like my kids. I could never pick a favorite. I like them both equally too. I mean, you know, personally, but we are music guys. All of us here are music guys. I mean, Paul's basically pointing out, you know, non-music people like like Mama Kuda or you know what? I'm I'm gonna go upstairs and ask her. I'm gonna go and ask Mama Kuda. Who she knows between Judas Priest and Iron Maiden? Take oh, us with I you agree right with there. Paul on that point. No, I'm not going to take it. That's the point. That's the only take point us, I'm trying to make. Worldwide, you. worldwide, Iron Maiden outsells almost everybody. South America, my God, Iron Maiden can play to 200,000 people in South America. Worldwide, yeah, sure Iron Maiden is the bigger band in the Mexico United States. City. In the United States, people know Judas Priest. People that aren't fans of this music are more aware of Judas Priest than Iron Maiden. I'm, I'm going to ask my mom. I'm going to ask Mama Kuda. Hold on. I'll, I'll be right back. Iron Maiden is by far the bigger band worldwide. That's because overall... I that's correct. Yeah, it's absolutely correct. There's no doubt about that. Both of them are fantastic bands. But when you talk about who is well-known in this in the United States of America, and by the way, going back to Leo Safko, Saxon isn't even in that discussion. Saxon is barely known amongst people who know this music. That doesn't make them bad. It just means that they're just they've never been in the same on that same level. Somebody asked the, the question earlier: if Maiden, Priest, and Def Leppard are the top tier of UK. Uh, metal bands and hard rock bands. Who's the next level of that? Shit, from from England, from England. I have no idea. Who's We're taking Dane? calls and making calls. Who's Dane calling? Sherry, hi, honey. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. In America, who's a bigger oh, band? Who's more well known? Iron band? Maiden. And Judas Priest. Who do you think is a bigger band in America? Not bigger, more well known. More well known. Priest or or Iron Maiden? Or Judas Priest? I think Iron Maiden. Okay. Thank you, honey. Did, uh, am I right or am I wrong? You think Iron Maiden's a bit, uh, bigger in, in uh, America than Judas Priest? I think so, yeah. Okay. They're both good bands, really good ones. They really are, huh? Nobody yeah. said, see, she's she's equating it with who's better. Yeah. She's she's equating with who's better. She's also somebody that goes and sees these bands. 
Right. You're, you're, you've got to find some. You've yeah, got to find somebody back, that doesn't. Yeah. You got to find somebody that doesn't know this music. You got to find somebody that doesn't care about this music. Like How Mama Kuda. How about a 28? My daughter who's 28. How about that? I, I just asked Mama Kuda. Mama Kuda says she's heard of both of them, but she's heard Iron Maiden more. That's the that's one that because sticks she's out your, in her head She's more. your mother and you play them more. <laughs> no, I, I play both, <laughs> but I don't play them in front of her. Now, Dane's calling Question his daughter. Is, who's a bigger, a more well-known oh band? God. Who's a more well-known band? To non-metal people. No, 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 She's too busy. She got two kids. I, I am right. That's they the are kids. Bigger, they're bigger. The priests are bigger commercially in the United States than Maiden are. They're not better, but they're more well-known. They're more well-known. Iron Maiden can't tour the United States like Judas Priest can. I think they or could. Or maybe they don't want to. They might not want to, but I think they could. Looking at the survey, by the way, 65 votes in, Iron Maiden is just edging out Priest by 3%. It's 40% versus 37%. I mean, it's real close. Look, you could you could six of one, half dozen of another. I, I'm sure they're both really, really close, you know, in, in the public eye. I would just, and again, I'm not wrong, Magic Man. You tell me, tell me how many times you've heard Iron Maiden at a football game. Tell me it. Tell I also me haven't if, heard Priest did a game. Is Bruce Dickinson a dude? I can bring you up the Nissan commercial where they use Electric Eye to sell to sell their the, the minivan. But that doesn't and mean anything. Self, that just means they license. That just means they license some songs. Why did they license the song? Again, I mean, it, it's a it's an appropriate song. They wanted something. Look, I mean, what, I can, why, I can why is it? Why is Judas Priest an appropriate song to sell a mini a minivan? Well, it's not necessarily you got another thing coming. I, I'm just saying you could say the same about Twisted Sister, and they're nowhere as big as either of those two bands. How many times have we heard we're not going to take but it in but, sports arenas on commercial? Twist, Twisted Sister is more well-known in the United States than both of those bands. Oh, I disagree with that. Dude, being an Arizona Cardinals fan, come you know on. what I hear? You no, know what I, song I remember a lot? Being an Arizona Cardinals fan, it was Chumbawamba. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> they should play that every game. You're like, oh god. Yeah, that was we, that song's bigger we're than fucking, a lot of, we're not than we're not gonna take it is one of the most famous songs in hard rock. No, it, it absolutely is, but I'm yes, saying and so everybody knows it. That means that everybody knows who Twisted Sister is. Twisted Sister, this is a great example of what I'm trying to say. Twisted Sisters, we're not gonna take it is more well-known than anything either Priest or Maiden or Metallica have ever fucking released. We're not going to uh, take it as part of American pop culture now. They use it no, to I, sell fucking tampons. <laughs> <laughs> Your bloody legs that drip in! 
It's it's I mean that's that's the point. It's not speaking about of bloody quality. tampons, delicious bang energy drink. Uh we have to throw a plug in there. Delicious bang energy drink. There's no wrong time, even at the most inappropriate moments. Today's fil- flavor is a uh, bloody watermelon. No, wild and watermelon. Uh so yes, there is no wrong time to uh, douche your cooch with delicious bang energy drink. That's that's the you know you people are mistaking, those cramps. People are mistaking quality with awareness, and they're two different things. You can be you can do great things. Look, uh, you know, uh, David Gilmour, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Mark Knopfler, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Tommy Bolin, uh, Gary Moore. Gary Richrath from REO Speedwagon. Um, we can go down the list. Our, our friend Jason Becker. I mean, but most people don't drop those names when they think of great guitar players. They think of Eric Clapton. They think of Jeff Beck. They think of Jimmy Page and Eddie Van Halen and, and Randy Rhodes. They think of a lot of people. It's about awareness. Awareness isn't necessarily equated with quality. It's just equated with, do I know who this is? And... Twisted Sister has more awareness in the United States. And is it because D. Snyder has been on The Celebrity Apprentice? Yes. Is it because D. Snyder has been on, uh, has had his own reality TV show? Yes. And why does D. Snyder get those reality TV shows? And why does D. Snyder have his own radio show? Because D. Snyder is an engaging personality that American consumers enjoy listening to, and he gets a reaction. Rob Halford has that because they used him in a cell phone commercial and little by little, he's becoming more cuddly and more embraced. Nobody in Iron Maiden has that in the United States. That doesn't say that they're not capable of it. Bruce Dickinson is doing a spoken word tour right now that I understand is fantastic. Bruce Dickinson is a genius. He's a fantastic singer and he's a raconteur. He's got more fucking skills than any other musician out there. He's a published author. He's a world ranked fencer. He's a goddamn pilot. I mean, the guy, and oh, by the way, he's also one of the greatest heavy metal singers of all time. But most people, when you say Bruce Dickinson in the United States of America, think of a Saturday Night Live skit and more cowbell. Is he a porn star? I don't like that show. No, look, I'll, I'll give you some recognition for D. Snyder. Maybe I'm underestimating his marketability in the States. But, you know, look, if we're talking characters, then Kiss is probably the most uh, known band in the U.S. compared to those three bands. Between what? Twisted Sister, Maiden, and Priest, I'd say Kiss is, is better known than all three of those. Absolutely. Okay. Kiss is better known. I think so, Kiss too. is absolutely better known. Okay, so we're in agreement there. Yeah, no, that's that's the that's uh, mm-hmm. I will defer when there's a when you can go. Kiss is by far kiss uh, and by design. Gene Simmons and Paul once said, and I think you've already heard this. We've talked about this. We're fans. Yeah. Um, Gene said there will be what the part of the mission was. There will be a band that when you see a picture of our band, you can name all four members and you will know who we are. And he and he was like successful. the Beatles. Yes, like the Beatles, just like the Beatles. And by the way, all four members have to contribute to albums. Gene and Paul will be the focus, just like John and Paul were in the Beatles. But George and Ringo did do some songs. So did Ace and Peter. That was all yeah. done by design and, and successfully so. Agreed. Successfully so. But when you say Bruce Dickinson, again, I use the analogy, people hear Bruce Dickinson and think of, of Christopher Walken and the Saturday Night Live skit. They do not think of the lead singer from Iron Maiden. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the unfortunate part. None of that negates their quality. Iron Maiden has written 
consistently better music than Judas Priest. I like the Judas Priest, the big Judas Priest albums better than I like Iron Maiden. But from start to finish, Iron Maiden has con made consistently better records than Judas Priest, in my opinion. That said, I think that Defenders of the Faith is better than just about everything else Iron Maiden has released, with the exception of maybe Peace of Mind or Number of the Beast. A I couple think of weeks great ago, Paul, we did this a few weeks ago. Iron Maiden's lowest point as far as album. What was their, the, their big flop? Everything with Blaze Bailey, Virtual Eleven, and, yeah. and what are the X Factor or whatever the, the two Blaze Bailey records. And here's a great example. And they're the not two, bad; they're just different. They're just not the not as good as Iron yeah. Maiden. They're not good Iron Maiden records. Similar to the Motley Crue record with John Karabi. I will say this: the Judas Priest albums with Tim Owens destroy the Iron Maiden Ripper albums Owens. with Blaze Bailey. Yeah, those Tim two. Those Ripper Owens. The two. The two. Demolition and Jugulator crush virtual x and uh, virtual 11 and the x factor crush them not even the same jugulator was a good album better. jugulator and demolition are way better than the two uh maiden records that blaze bailey is on way better no no argument there yeah and and leo safko i would agree adrian smith leo. adrian smith leaving iron maiden i think hurt them more than Bruce leaving Iron Maiden, although I think Bruce meaning leaving Iron Maiden made Iron Maiden a theater act, and I'm not wrong there. Um, they went from being a stadium band to a theater band in two albums. Uh, same thing happened to Priest. I mean, there's obviously there's a reason why those guys are all back together in their original things. But um, but Aid Smith's exit from Iron Maiden, Leo, absolutely <laughs> hurt them musically. And that's why the records with with Tim Owens, Ripper Owens, if you want, John. That's why the, the Tim Owens records with Judas Priest are better than the uh, Iron Maiden records with Blaze Bailey because Adrian Smith wasn't there. Yeah, no, look, Adrian Smith is is absolutely like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. the one of, one of the key elements of Iron Maiden's sound. He just did. Absolutely. Uh, Leo, you know, with all due respect, Steve Harris writes all the songs, but Adrian Smith brings some color brings the color he is the thing that 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 steve harris needs to make his songs complete kind of like roger daltrey is with pete townsend pete townsend writes great music but without roger daltrey it's incomplete same thing with steve harris and adrian smith adrian now smith that, is, that, is uh, movie rock star was sort of loosely based on uh judas priest leaving there not even uh, loose not loosely it was, very, it was very originally supposed to be based on uh, it was originally supposed to be legitimately about the How cool the story. was that movie? Did you guys really enjoy that great. movie? I, I love that love movie. That movie. I, love, I saw I love it. that movie. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fun for us. It's I fun. thought it was it's fun, fun because that fun was really us. how it happened, you know? Yes, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. It's fun for us. That movie flopped overall. We love it. It's a cult favorite, but, but overall. Jennifer no. Aniston, Ugh. looking good. But that's the low point of her career. Like her and Mark Wahlberg what doing that it? movie. Her yeah. and Mark Wahlberg doing that movie was not like if they go down the list of great movies or great performances by them as actors, Rockstar yeah. is not in there. Yeah, but I, I don't really ah. care. I don't really care about their performances. I just compare about the story. I thought the story was great. I thought it was I great. Know. Yeah, and it was funny because you got to see Jason Bonham, where he was almost his father. I mean, because Jason was fat and unhealthy and very gross in that in that movie. And he was on his way to dying like his father did, on his way to an early death. And, of course, they have him doing the the uh, the diabetes and the uh, um, diabetes. 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 
He was fantastic uh, in that. But then Jason got really, really healthy for a while. Got like really jacked and in shape. And then, you know, got out, went out on the road with Foreigner and we got back together with the guys in Led Zeppelin did that, that one show. But in that movie, in Rockstar, when you look at Jason Bonham, you think, oh, he's going to die soon. Oh, wow. Ralph from Steel Panther was in that. Yes. Yeah. He was the guy that was a couple of guys right, were. Who, right before. Who else was in Miles there? Kennedy? Guys were in there. Miles oh, Kennedy was the kid that uh, that Mark Wahlberg hands the microphone to oh, at the yeah. end of the movie. Was was Dana sure. Strom or Blas Elias? One of those guys was in Blas there. Right? Was in there. Oh, Blas, was, Blas, uh, was Blas, Elias, Blas was in the right? cover band in the beginning. Yeah, he was the drummer. Okay. And it, yeah, it was yeah. Jeff from Dawkins on bass. And Jeff Pilson. Yeah, and and yeah. And, and Zach. Yeah, and Zach was Wild so was the lead guitar. Cool. Right, right. Yeah, it was. Um, let's see. It, and beyond, by the way, that soundtrack to that movie is pretty good. Oh, it's great. Some of those songs, it's absolutely some of those great. songs, because because. Uh, Millie from Steelheart did the vocals. Oh yeah, Mike Matevic. Yeah, Mike Mike Matevic was fucking yeah. phenomenal, and that's that's where that golden throated voice is. Um, no, Keith Campbell. It was a story. Originally, here's what happened: they originally licensed the story of of Tim Owens going from being in the cover band to being the lead singer of Judas Priest, and it was originally authorized by the band when the script came out and the test audiences saw it. The band fucking hated it and said no we're not putting our name on this this is not the way we want to be represented go back and and so we took our name off it so what they did was because they sold the rights to the story the writers went back and said okay we're going to make some changes and basically wrote a new story around the truth about it it was based upon the priest but originally it was supposed to be like a biopic or biopic depending on how people want to say it but it was originally supposed to be about tim owens and judas priest and then they changed it because it was terrible. It, it, Renus they, wants to know, is that Dana Strom above me? No, that that's <laughs> Dane Zimmerman. Very close to Dana Strom. Both Danes. Really good looking guys. <laughs> bass players, both play bass. Dana Strom responsible for getting, for getting Randy Rhodes the uh, audition with Ozzy. A lot of people don't know that. Dana Strom has his uh, fingers in a lot of pots. Yep. Uh, through through throughout rock history, he was you he's know. a very successful. He's had a quietly very successful career. Not always quietly, but but I mean, you think about this producer. He was, all, he was already, he was already moving and shaking in 1979. He he was the guy that that hooked Ozzy up with with Randy Rhodes in 1979. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> From 1979 to 2022, he's still playing with with Vince Neil. In fact, I think he's Vince Neil's business manager. And what was his highest point in his career? Probably slaughter, slaughter, slaughter. fly to the angels, fly to the angels. Yeah, up all night, fly to the angels. Do you guys play that once in a while? Will you do some slaughter? I I love slaughter. Yep. I I think Mark Slaughter is one of my favorite vocalists of the '80s. Very unique, very high pitch. He's doing a commercial now. Who, Mark Slaughter? Yeah, there's a TV commercial now that you'll hear a Slaughter song, and I forget what it's for. What is about he the song, on the commercial, um, or it's yes. just a song? No, it's his voice. What about the song, Up All Night? Were you, are you guys big fans of that one? Or Huge. I'm huge fans of Slaughter and of Mark Slaughter and Dana with Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Even huge. the fade out at the end where all the kids are singing and all when, that. When, when I used to do karaoke nights, if someone invited me to karaoke, one of my songs that I would go for was Fly to the Angels. Wow. Yeah. We used to, we would do that song um, acoustically at parties 
we would do fly to the angels the acoustic version of it to get chicks attention i i would like to hear a more um just a healthier unmasked version of up all night without the children singing in the back and it fades out and it's kind of not, I'm not really into that i love the I love, tune well, i mean that's just a, you know yeah. that's just at, at the what the beginning and the end yeah it's just got some weird overproduced parts of it that well, i think slaughter records were overproduced put a cool lead sure. at the end and dun, 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 you know and do some normal stuff and I, try I to make it stuff. and thank no, you jeff guy we appreciate that and thank you right, michael though. b john he's right in that slaughter records were way more polished than they were live like live slaughter rocked harder than they ever did on record those records were clearly processed and produced to sound very commercially viable a la def leopard it was absolutely it was an example yeah. and I, by the way that's not a criticism it's just a recognition no, no absolutely but let me point yeah. out mark really sang in that range that wasn't sure. like auto-tune or shit like that no, mark no, slaughter absolutely. has those pipes yep, yep. real right. you he know sings, he sings falsetto but he's able to he's been able to keep his voice in good shape and again a super nice guy very Left very kill. sweet guy. super nice guy what, what's no, uh, what's the their greatest hits? Nice. If you put a greatest hits package of slaughter. Wait, did together. you say greatest tits? Yeah. Greatest hits? Slaughter oh. shows, you'll see a lot of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Girls got, love uh, slaughter. You've got uh, Eye to Eye, right? Remember that tune? Yeah. What yeah, do you, I, I mean, I know all the songs. What do you, what do you ask you? Great. What question? are their best, what are their best six songs? Popularity wise. Six popularity wise, up all yeah. night, sleep all day. Fly um, to the Angels. Fly to the Angels. Mad about um, you. Burning bridges. Probably. Mad about you. Mad about okay. you. You think? Yeah, Mad about you was a pretty big song. And then Love Kills. Well, that's Vinnie Vincent. Never mind. Um, right. um, Did they do two big albums, or were there three? Wi big albums? Wildlife, maybe. Wildlife, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I think. Love I don't think song. they had six big songs. They had four, but I don't mad think they about, had six. Yeah, Mad about yeah. you. Desperately, maybe Renus might be right. Desperately is uh is a did Nirvana a, already come out and ruin their career too in the nineties? Were there were their third fourth album like in the nineties though? Were they like a yes, late eighties? Yes, music music was over for Slaughter after the Wildlife, which was their second album. Yeah, well, overall, I mean, overall they were done. I still bought it. I mean, I liked the the what was it American Pie album? Was that what was their one after uh, Wildlife? Hang on, uh, it was that one. It was that one that had Fear no evil. American Fear No Evil was the third, and then Hang what? On. What came after that? Jesus Christ! Fear No Evil was also a great album. Hang on, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the slaughter section of the. Pretty and yeah, Craven Soda. Tim Kelly played Robin guitars, including the Robin Machete, which is on the front cover of um of the Wildlife album. Here you go. There's your stick it to you debut record. Pretty girl then you got there. then you had stick it live yes i do there it is <laughs> stick it live which was a brilliant marketing idea by the way i remember having a conversation at the time with bruno Ravel of danger danger and he also produced a danger danger down and dirty live five album five song ep just like slaughter but he didn't make it a big deal it was just given out to executives. He didn't uh, actually, you know, publish it out to the masses. And he considers that one of the biggest mistakes in Danger Danger's career because Mark Slaughter did, and it blew up. Stick It Live was a huge selling album for them. 
And then we got The Wildlife, which was which pretty was much terrific. Yeah, it's a good record, but it's the end of their commercial success. Commercially, then, but I think the quality was still there after yeah. that. And Fear No Evil came out. What are the song I've lists? I've never on seen that. that. That's terrific. Of course you have. Read the song list off of that, Paul. Of course you haven't seen it, Dane, because it wasn't a popular record. And that's that's the whole... But it was an excellent record. Yeah, you've got uh, I Live Like There's No Tomorrow, Get Used To It, Searching, It'll Be All Right, Let The Good Times Roll, uh, Break Down and Cry, Hard Times, Divine divine Order, Yesterday's Gone, uh, prelude, which I'm guessing is a piece of instrumental stuff. I don't even remember. Out of my head, an unknown destination. Nobody knows any songs on this record. Dana Strum, I, I actually, uh, I actually know all the songs you mentioned, and some of Who's those are real standouts. And they're all, and they're all. By the way, they're all. It's all the original members. Is everybody yeah, still yeah. in the band? You know. So fear no evil doesn't do well. Then you get. But it's uh, terrific. I highly recommend it to anyone in the audience. Then you get revolution. Which is that's another that's one. what I was thinking with apple pie on it. Yeah, that's revolution, and, and then also finally, an excellent record. Most most recently in their final record, still back to reality. Now that one I have, but I don't remember any of the tracks on it. And and it's not it's not very. I mean, you know, uh, killing time, all fired up, take me away, dangerous. Uh, trailer. Did Park they write buddy. everything? Did they write all their tunes? Yeah. What okay. year was that one, Paulie? Oh Jesus! Late nineties. Which? What's the what's the name? I, I have it pulled up on Wikipedia. Back to reality. Ninety ninety nine. So was 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 Tim playing on that one, or was Tim playing on that? I don't think so. Or was that like right after he passed? I don't think so. Chris, I believe Tim passed in ninety nine, if I remember. Tim, he passed in ninety eight. Oh. Now Blando, Blando's on this. I was okay. at Desmond's house. When I yeah, Blando's on this. Okay, so there, there's probably a big element of why I don't specifically know all the tracks on that one, but all the others I do very fondly, and I highly recommend all the ones with Tim Kelly on it. The music was amazing. I'm not saying the, the one with Blando isn't, because he's a great player, but it's different. It feels different. Um, all the ones, Revolution, um, what, what's the what's the one before that? Fear no evil. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And wildlife. All those are really, really good albums. And I would say, in the same level of all the others, I'd say they're really equally as good. They all have really good tracks on each of them, with really good melodies. They didn't change their style. Mark's vocals are on point. Um, just really good stuff. And I recommend the second Vinnie Vincent Invasion album, which had Mark and Dana. Um, you know, I, I recommend all those. I just I just think that, again, they got caught up in the, the grunge era that hit the 90s. After Wildlife, the other two albums, uh, Fear No Evil and Revolution, kind of got lost in the shuffle the way Winger's third album, Pull, was a great album and got lost in that shuffle. Yep. No, you're right. But they're it's, really, it's really good albums. It's amazing they still even had a chance to go in the studio and spend that money and make a, a record in the in I the remember like that. I remember I don't know if it was guitar player or guitar for the practicing musician. One of those guitar rags, you know, they would do their end of the year awards and they awarded Tim Kelly the solo that sucked harder than Tracy Lords for Up All Night. And I thought that was kind of shitty. That's um, bullshit. That's but, bullshit. But 
but Slaughter wasn't about musical virtuosity. You know, that, that band is not about, you know, playing in fucking Phrygian or Mixolydian scales or any of that shit. Mm. But the song, you know, look, if you want to, you want to compare and contrast. Yes. Ingve Malmsteen is 10 times the guitar player. Slaw, uh, Tim Kelly from Slaughter is he's also sold 10 times fewer records. Oh yeah. So, you know, and, I mean, and, 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 and couldn't write a hit. I mean, Slaughter has hits. And, and so Tim Kelly, rest, Tim Kelly, rest in peace. He was melodic. He was super sweet. He was a funny guy. Uh, met him a bunch of times, talked to him a bunch of times, really, really nice guy. And, um, yeah, Keith Campbell says Slaughter was the last decent band before the bottom oh. fell out. And they were one of those one of bands that came late in the last wave of, you know, of the hair metal band. Mm -hmm. But they had a lot of quality material. I still love Slaughter with a passion. They're, they're so good. Fly um, to the Angels, Fly to the Angels is, a, is a brilliant song. Brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Band, written by any band, that song would be brilliant. It's a great fucking song. Uh, but, but the way up... Mark sings it and yeah. gets it up there. There's a lot of lot of emotion in the playing and Tim's playing. Yep. The video no, it was, is great. It was beautiful. Renus Pinkle brings up Saigon Kick, another very uh, underrated band who really had a problem um, finding who they were going to be. Saigon Kick, Shotgun Messiah, a bunch of the S bands. Um, Saigon <laughs> Kick's first album is fantastic. Um, but it's very disjointed in that, in that it has Beatles influences. It has Jane's addiction influences. It has hair metal influences. It really is a, a, an anomaly. And it was so weird that they got a little bit more focused on the lizard, which was their second record, which had love is on the way, which is the only hit that that saigon kick ever had but i have all their music saigon kick is a fantastic band um uh jason beeler continues to make great records and continues to to play shows he's a really good dude is um, that the singer Florida, uh, he's a guitar baby. guitar player when um, i was when i was in miami uh working with desmond yeah he lives the, down in florida yeah. one of the bands right. we, we uh opened up burden for brothers was, was uh the burden singer brothers, from saigon right? kick oh man. I, don't, I, I don't remember his name yeah no, Saigon Kick is a fantastic band. One of those, again, a hidden gem band. The first record, if you're going to buy a Saigon Kick record, I would recommend the one without the hit. I would recommend the first record, the one that has What You Say on it, um, because there are fantastic songs on it. Um, just a great show. A great a great example, Austin LaFon. Ugly Kid Joe, another band that is better than they got credit for um, and way more... Uh, uh, diverse and wide. They didn't have a, you couldn't put them in a category. And that was part of that transition at the end. Bands like Saigon Kick and Ugly Kid mm -hmm. Joe and Warrior Soul. Extreme. Um, uh, well, no, Extreme was Not as had much extreme. Thing. But no, Warrior extreme Soul definitely. They had two Warriors, albums and then Grunge hit. Warrior Soul. Uh, Green actually, Jelly. The fourth record from Extreme was when they, when they kind of went away. The first three albums were big hits. Okay. Um, because uh, you had Rest in Peace, you had um, uh, Am I Ever Going to Change? And they had some big songs off that third record from Extreme. But the fourth record, by the time Waiting for the Punchline came out, Hip Today was their last song, their last sort of hit. And it's funny because it literally was self-fulfilling. The song was called Hip Today, You'll Be Gone Tomorrow. They knew it was over. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, Gary, Extreme is a brilliant fucking band, one of my favorite bands of all time, so you won't get me to to 
to speak objectively about them. I did think Johnny show the photo? He's already shown it. I yeah. did. Okay, just so we got that out um, of the way. Just making sure. Guys, but, uh, going back to Dana Strum for just a second, <laughs> if anybody on earth really wants to know how Vince Neal is doing right now, Dana Strum would be the guy to be, hey, man, how's Vince doing? Because he's in Vince's band. And when Vince comes off stage after a gig with the broken ribs, Dana's standing right there seeing the whole thing. Yeah, we I talked just about see, that. The last, van- time, yeah, the last time I saw Last time I saw Dana watching Vince, he was like this. <laughs> Dana Dana has been has been Vince's like business manager, tour manager, assistant for years. Um, he gets him all his takeout and uh <laughs> um, now look, I, I want to touch on a couple a couple of things that I saw in the chat just so we don't ignore everybody. Uh, and leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't, please. Uh, Jesus rapes me brings up Wild Side under the influence. I have Got talked it. about that album for a long time as a hidden gem. Um, that title track is a fucking awesome. It's down there. Really I'm getting it. Really, really cool. I'll throw my um, back out trying to get it. Yeah, but we know you have it, and I have yeah. it too. Um, let's see. Um, Tim Salty Kelly Dog is pop- great, Christopher Live saw. Uh, we disagree on Salty Dog. I oh. thought they were okay. Oh, uh, again, with with Salty Dog, I thought was just okay. Oh, um, Saigon Kick, love I thought was album. okay. I bought both of them. I just didn't get as much love out of them as I did Slaughter or someone else brought up. Two other people brought up Firehouse. Firehouse, I thought was great. I thought Slaughter was a little better. Um, but Firehouse was one of the bands I really liked also. Bye-bye, baby, See, goodbye. See, this is where we differ. I would go the Danger, Danger, Saigon Kick route. You go... You, danger, I mean, Danger I would go, wasn't uh, like Saigon Not Kick. Danger, Danger, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm saying I would go Salty Dog, uh, Saigon Kick route. You go Danger, Danger, Firehouse. Absolutely. That's where, yeah, that's yeah. where, that's where you and I differ. You are far yeah. more glam hairspray. Mm-hmm. and Melodic, I far more, melodic. I like I'm the far melody. more meat and potatoes blues. Okay, and that's yeah. and that's fair. Different tastes. Yeah. I mean, it's not um, it's not a bad thing. Badlands, Megatod, Jesus Christ, what a great. We band. both we both like Badlands. Uh, obviously, Jakey e. Lee. I mean, what's not to like? Um, and Ray Gillen, Ma- the greatest Mahoney, fucking Bring- singer nobody's ever heard of. Sadly, passed away too early. Um, Sean Mahoney brings up X Y Z. I've talked about Mark Diglio and um, and and Terry. Uh, endlessly as as some of the greatest albums of the 80s i love xyz and yeah the More first 90s, two albums were late phenomenal. 80s, yeah yeah for uh absolutely um let's see uh we'll ai gaming four bring. horsemen and salty dog are very very similar i love both records in fact i love both four horsemen records and the salty dog album uh four horsemen Rocking cinderella yes yeah, XYG, XYZ was absolutely legit. Mark Diglio, man. Fucking not as big, not as big a fan of XYZ as you are, but I get why people like them. What do you think of Terry Lewis as a frontman? Good. I mean, and, and, and later and joined nice Great White. And and that's when I knew him. You know, I, I met him and, and dealt with him was when he was in Great White. I think he I think he got kind of the shaft in Great White, but I don't know what happened behind the scenes there. I know Mark is a good dude, so I don't and mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that Mark screwed Terry. I'm guessing there was some sort of friction going on there that we are not privy to, and that's fine. But I think more of know, a creative difference thing. Probably, and Terry, yeah, I, Terry wanted to do his. I don't thing think there Mark were any bad to terms, to my knowledge. I don't think so either. I, yeah, um, but um, but Terry went back to X Y Z, which I'm happy about. 
Yeah. So I, um, I'd love to see that happen again. But Diglio's still not back in XYZ. I wish he was. Yes, a lot of people, uh, and Leo Safko bringing up Shelly Burke from Budgie. There's another great name drop band. Had oh, Metallica yeah. had Metallica not done Bread Fan, most people in America would have no idea who Budgie is. Metallica made bread made Budgie famous in the United States. They've also made Diamond Head famous in the United States. They made the Misfits famous in the United States. There are a lot of bands that if Metallica had not chosen to do Holocaust, you know, they hadn't if they hadn't chosen to do those songs, the Anti Nowhere League, um, you know, those bands wouldn't have sold record one in the United States. A great job by Metallica to elevate those bands that that influenced them back in the day. Yeah. No, and that's great. Uh, AI gaming. I don't know that, I don't know that, that four horsemen or salty dog are ACDC clones. I would say that Rhino bucket is an ACDC clone. Um, I would say who, that who Ro- else Ro- got Ro- a lot of, been... who else got dirty looks, dirty looks, dirty and looks there... compute, com- compared to ACDC a lot. There is one of my, favorite 80s picks that nobody knows about unless you're really in yep. the in the in the know the crocus two symmetry you're right some of us uh, some of us are crocus. dirty looks i highly recommend if you haven't listened to dirty looks and you won't hear any more albums from him because the singer died right um, and he was also he was the main so writer good. and guitar player so he was so good i saw i think i told the story on the show phenomenal where, where Dirty Looks was at the channel. Wayno, executive producer, was here at the show, and he'll 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 echo this story. It was phenomenal. So Heinrich, that's the lead singer for for Dirty Looks, fantastic guitar player, great writer. Sounded a little bit like Bon Scott, not a lot, but a little bit like Bon Scott with a little bit more of a snarl, a little more of a little more sleaze to it, a little more L.A. feel to it, even though they were from Pennsylvania. Um, but Heinrich is they're in the middle of a jam, and he's clearly intoxicated, fucked up completely hammered walks off stage while the band is jamming leans up against one of the girders. That's basically the support for the roof of the, of the channel. And he's just like, like half passed out. Rody comes over, takes a cigarette, puts it in his mouth, lights it for him, gives it to him. Heinrich goes, spits the cigarette out, stumbles back on stage, back up to the microphone on the one. Doesn't miss a fucking beat. It was <laughs> awesome. It was it was one of those legendary like that's rock and roll. That was like if there was ever a moment in 1987 or 88 where you could say that encapsulated everything that was going on in rock in 1988. It was that moment with Heinrich. I'm glad I had a chance to see it. So fucking awesome. I'm not saying I, look the guy's dead. He lived a shit life. He was he was clearly not in control of his demons. But as a as a fan to witness that, if you're going to talk about legendary rock and roll stories, that's as good as anything Nikki Six ever did. Or or I or a uh, Slash. You know yeah. that's who I always it's think great of when, fucking you, when you story. tell that story. Great story. I, I, God, he was. I awesome. wish I would have seen them live. I remember um, awesome years ago. I ran into the drummer of Dirty Looks, and he gave me. Um, uh, a, a fresh copy of um, was it eight uh, five easy pieces? Yeah, is that what is that yeah, what the that album was? was? The, yeah, the new album they ju- they were just putting out. Then he got me an advance. I don't own copy. that one. I want. I, I gotta find it. I don't have it. I if you I, see it, if you're over it, if you ever go to Amoeba and you see it, let me know and grab it. Copy that. Um, yeah. I I just know that is it is it five easy pieces or three easy pieces? Yes. No, it's five easy pieces. Five. I, I was right. Okay. Four. 
All, all I know, uh, Dane, how many <laughs> give me pieces three, was give me three. it? I'll, I'll give you three and a half. <laughs> Dane's, Dane's phoning his own piece right now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, look, dirt, dirty looks. Yes, symmetry, I do. Huh? Oh, where, where am I? Ooh. Johnny put up a question. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Symmetry shelling out the bucks. Yeah, love hate from Bruce Points. Bruce Points huh? huh? bringing up, bring up <laughs> love hate. Pretty good band. Not a huge uh, love yeah. hate fan, but yeah, good band. <laughs> if you if you ever get, let's see, Gearboy says I always seem to lump Dirty Looks, Spread Eagle, and Killer Dwarves together for some reason. You know what's funny? I lump Dirty <laughs> Looks, I lump Dirty Literally? Looks, Killer Dwarves, and Hurricane together because I at one point was ordering rare CDs and I got a rare Dirty Looks, a rare Killer Dwarves, and a rare Hurricane at the same time, and they were very similar bands. And I guess you could put Spread Eagle in there. Spread Eagle is a little different, but um, all all three of those bands, huge underrated eighties bands, mm-hmm. huge underrated. Dean, what are you doing? Killer Looks what from. Are you doing? from... <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of of. All three of those bands, I don't think they're similar at all, but they had moments. Their their moments were at the same time. Between Spread Dirty e- Looks, Killer Dwarves, and Hurricane? Yeah, I don't think they sound the same at all. I think well, they that- they're, they're similar bands, I think, in style. Not that they sound like you can mistake, you know, the distinct sound of, you know, the voices of the singers. Uh, but no, the I, singers I were all were- completely different. I think that, that Dirty Looks was more from the from the... ACDC, um, ACDC thing. I don't think Hurricane right. was from that world at all. Um, I think Hurricane was a good, straightforward hard rock band, but not bluesy. Um, and Killer Dwarves was was um, Killer Dwarves and Hurricane are closer than either of those two bands are to, to Dirty Looks, in my opinion. Now I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I, yeah. I, but you know what? I do lump them together, probably because I did buy those CDs sure. at the same time. So and they were they had their moments wise. at the same time too. Yeah, it was eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight. They were all again. They were the, those bubbling underbands that we were hoping were going to be the next Rat, the next Doc, and the next Motley Crew, uh, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out that way. But those guys are all very good. Rose Tattoo's been around for fifty years. People, a lot of people don't realize Rose Tattoo in this country. If it weren't for ACDC and Keel, most people wouldn't know who Rose Tattoo are. Keel covered Rock and Roll Outlaw on the Dude soundtrack, and that's and people thought it was a Keel song, and um. And uh, ACDC, I'm excuse me, and uh, um, Guns N' Roses covered Nice Boys from Rose, Tat- Rose Tattoo. Yeah. Their name drop, Rose Tattoo is a big name drop band. You know, you, you mentioned- They weren't an ACDC rip though, Keith. They were, they were, they were, they were, apparently, they were both discovered by Harry Vanda and George Young. ACDC's, you know, uh, Angus and Malcolm's older brother, George Young, was a big producer at the time. So they were parallels. They both came out, ACDC- and Rose Tattoo were both under the same umbrella of Vanda and Young in the same way that Spencer Proffer had Kick Axe, King Cobra, and Quiet Riot under his umbrella, and Bo Hill had Kicks and Rat under his umbrella, and Sam, what's his name, had and Poison. had, had uh, uh, King's X and Galactic Cowboys and Atomic Opera. There's like there's these producers that have their stable of bands. Bob Rock did the same thing with a handful of bands. Mutt Lang. There are certain producers that basically there's a sound that goes with them. Um, and Motley I think that and yeah, and so, or, or so bon Jovi, AC, rather. ACDC and, and, and Rose Tattoo. Um, in fact, there's an ACDC song and a Rose Tattoo song that are the exact same song with different lyrics. 
Wasn't there um, like some sort of controversy with that, if I remember? No, no, but like, I, I, a, I thought I remembered something about that. Yeah, Bad Boy for Love, and uh, uh, I forget what the song is for the ACDC song. Do you know what I'm be. talking about, though? No, I, no, I they, they were. They were they were parallels. They were friends, and they were run by. They were in the same production company. I don't believe there was any sort of a um, a rift there, but I could be wrong. I'll defer if you find that story. I, I would. I, I, I thought I, I remember. I, th- I just thought I remember from back in the day. Basically, what you just mentioned in a nutshell that two songs were really really similar, and I remember people bringing it up, like in a, yeah, in a I magazine mean, I, I, or I'll something. Remember, I'll remember the ACDC song. I, I, I'll, I'll look it up, but. I know the two songs. I know Bad Boy for Love is the one uh, by Rose Tattoo, and it is um, – I'll find out. I think it's on Powerage. It might be – no, it's not that. By the way, Alice Martinez, as we're, as we're watching this show, Alice Martinez is eating delicious Colonel's Gourmet Popcorn, proud sponsor of the show. Delicious. Thank you, Al. Well done, Alice. Alice, Lucky thank you girl. so much for sending me some of that. Thank you, Alice and Lenny, Lou, and Mary for sending Dane uh, some delicious treats from Colonel's Delicious Popping Corn and more. Mention Johnny Bean or Jahan and get more product, more deliciousness. Alice, who did you mention, Jay or me, when you ordered? Because <laughs> he wants to make sure he gets his, his little bonus there. Yeah, uh, if you mention uh, if you mention uh, Dane Zimmerman, they take something out of the box yeah. that you had paid for. Nice. <laughs> they put a pack of guitar strings in there. You mentioned my name. They put a pack of Trojans in there. Hey, have we talked about Swiss picks yet? Not yet. Um, by but the way, you want to bring them up? Did you want to bring I up do Swiss because picks? Because I, I have a message in my phone. Can I play this message for you? Sure, sure can. Swiss picks. Let me, okay. let me finish that. Let me, let me follow up on that part. Bad okay. Boy for Love from Rose Tattoo is She's Got Balls by ACDC. They're the exact same song. Is that is that what I'm thinking yes, of? Yes, they're the exact. If you, I knew there was if, something. I knew there was you something. If you A B them next to each other, it's literally dun 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 yes. dun dun and different lyrics, but they're the same exact song. Who came like, out with it first, though? Same time. I, I same knew time. there was something. Same I remembered day. this. I remember very this. similar. Yeah, very similar. Yeah. I mean, in the mid seventies, um, and because I think they were written. I don't know if, if George Young wrote it or Harry Vanda, but basically their producer says, here's a song, an idea I've got, go with it. And Rose yeah, Tattoo someone went heard way. Someone someone yeah. heard someone playing it and said, ah. Yeah, they're, the ex- they're, literally, yeah. they're literally the exact same song. Same tempo, same riff, same song, different lyrics. That's what I remember. Okay. It's cool. It's very cool if you're a fan of it's, both it's, bands. It's fun metal history. Yeah, it's a fun, and by the way, you, people don't realize that's what going back to the lightning bolt and I'll Dan, I'm sorry. I'll let you get to your message in just one second. That's the lightning bolt it. strap that you got. Somebody mentioned that, you know, Angus did it, you know, Angus, I think of that as Angus and not Ace Fraley. Remember Ace Fraley was a star in the United States of America from 1975 through 1980. Angus didn't become famous in the United States till 79. Now people don't realize that ACDC wasn't, wasn't a factor <laughs> in the U S until Highway to Hell came out. Those first like five or six ACDC records weren't even released in the United States until after Back in Black became a hit. You didn't get Dirty Deeds in the United States. You didn't get any of those records in this country until after Highway to Hell hit and Bon Scott died. Then the record company went, oh, there's six records here that Bon Scott is on that we can get people to buy because he died. 
So Angus wasn't even wasn't even a thing here in the United States. And Rose Tattoo were never a thing in the United States, with the exception of Nice Boys Don't Play Rock and Roll from Guns N' Roses cover and Keel doing Rock and Roll Outlaw. And now I yeah, see Craven the- Soda says, did they rehearse did they practice at the same rehearsal space? It's possible. That, that stuff happens too all the time. It's, it's possible. I mean, they were they were literally playing the same club circuit. I mean, I mean, think about this for a second. Angus was only fucking 14 when he started playing with, with Malcolm. And George Young, their older brother, was already a big established star internationally. George Young wrote Friday on My Mind, which is that song. It, it, the Easy Beats are the band that did the original, but David Bowie covered it and made a hit out of it. Monday, I've got Friday on my mind. That's a big song that the Easy Beats wrote. And George Young wrote that song. He was a huge star internationally already. Then when he was in a band called Flash in the Pan, who had a song called Hey St. Peter and another one called Walking in the Rain, another sort of punk band in the 70s. So George Young was like, um, he was like, a, he was like, I guess, Joe Jackson from the Jackson 5. He was a, a mogul. And he basically a man who, took- A man who beat his children? <laughs> he, was what he, was? Who, he was a star maker. <laughs> he was a star maker. And so, and so he took- um, he took Angus and Malcolm and he took Angry Anderson and the guys in in uh, Rose Tattoo. And he was even involved, I think, for a while with the Angels. False Flag would, would be able to correct Ooh, me on the that. Angels. The Angels, yeah, which, who in this country are called Angel City. Angel and, City, that's right. Who who wrote the first song that Great White had a hit with, Marseille. Marseille. Marseille not, to be, face- not to be confused, by the way, with the band Angel that uh, no. became Jafria. What's band. cool is all these songs that we talk on. about. Paul comes down here to my store and he goes, dude, you got to listen to this. He gets on the computer, starts putting these songs in. We've heard that. He's Angel actually hacking your bank He's account. Done all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Angel, Angel City was known as Angel City in the United States because of. A, there was a, a 60s doo-wop group, female doo-wop group called the Angels. And then there was Angel, the, G, the Greg Jafria band Angel. But Angel, the Angels, or Angel City in the United States, they wrote Marseille, which Great White had a hit with, and Face they the Day. And Face the Day, which Great White also had oh, a I hit don't from. I want to face right. the day. That's, those are both Angels songs that Great White and Alan Niven, who was brilliant, Alan Niven, who managed Great White and Guns N' Roses, Right. Um, he, he's the guy that said, I've got this song from this band that I think will work for you. And, and the guys in great white were like, we want to make it, give us anything you got. And those two songs. And of course they did the cover of, uh, of substitute from the who as well. Great white started out playing cover songs covers, and getting sure. famous, getting famous when they were, when they were Dante, when they were Dante Fox. Yeah. But even, even substitute substitute they did a video for it's not a very good video but they did a video for it right but face the day and marseille were two big hits for great white that which the was the what which was the video in the diner was that substitute uh the diner no where they were uh, trashing the diner what what was that video that yes was that's i think it's substitute that's the one that starts off that's where jack has the bad head headband and the sunglasses and the really weird he pool, always he always had that in the early thing. days yeah. i think that's where mark was playing that white bc rich mockingbird yes. Yes. Yeah, okay, that was substitute. And by the way, uh Angel, not to be confused with anal. Not at all. Speaking of anal, bang energy drink. Delicious bang energy drink. When you need to douche your ass from that hard day of Mexican food, delicious bang energy drink. Just shove the can right up, do a headstand and champagne it right out your keister. Delicious bang. Thank you, bang energy drink. Bang your bung. That's their new slogan. 
Keith Campbell, Great White, did entire albums of Led Zeppelin covers. Literally. Entire albums. Three. And they were good. Three they albums of Led Zeppelin covers. Three whole albums of Zeppelin covers they did. Um, so I don't know that they could have done more. Great Meanwhile, White did a, a lot of Zeppelin covers because, because they were so good at it. Yeah, they were great at it. I, I honestly have never seen anyone cover Zeppelin as well. I mean, you could say Bonham, you could say Kingdom Come, right. but Heart. at the end of the day, Great White, Jack Russell, he absolutely had Robert Plant down to yep. a science. Mitch Malloy. No doubt. No Not doubt. Mitch By Malloy. The way, Dane has a phone message he was going to play 15 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. Swiss Picks for a second, Let's guy. talk about proud sponsor of the show, Swiss Picks, the greatest gripping guitar pick you can find. These are phenomenal. I love the neon green ones, the glow-in-the-dark ones. one saved message. Saved message. Hi. Um, I hope I have the right number. I was in there over the weekend uh, looking for some gift ideas for a friend of ours and one of our neighbors, and you suggested the Swiss picks. Um, I just want to let you know he can't stop raving about them. Um He's so beyond happy. So I just wanted to say thank you again for the great suggestion. You're and, welcome. Um, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas um, so this to is, you. Again, thanks. Okay. This has nothing Goodbye. to do with Swiss Picks. This is all about how great Dane is. <laughs> Dane, Dane has been watching too no, many Johnny Bean shows. Somebody got introduced to Swiss Picks. Out of nowhere, they showed up as a Christmas present, and he is just raving about them. No, Enough look, I used woman had to call me up and say, holy crap. Great job, bro. I use them all the time. Compliments to your customer service, Dane. Well done. Uh, I have I have to say I give these out all the time at guitar stores because uh, Pete Pachowski, the owner of Swiss Picks, uh, gives me a bunch of these. And I say, look, I'm going to give these out. I'm going to show people how good these are and they're going to come and buy more. And they do, because once you get one of these little guys in your hand with these Beautiful raised holes for better grip. You will love these things. I love them. They're they're very. They come in different sizes, different thicknesses, whatever you like. Uh, I like these mediums, and I like the round tips, the neon green, the glow in the dark. Those are my favorite. I turn off the lights. All the guitar picks I lose are under my couch. I see like little little radioactive uh, minefields under my couch. I'm like, oh, there you are. So highly recommend Swiss Picks, proud sponsor of Talking Guitars and 80s Metal Live. Try one. You will love these fucking things. I do. There we go. Thank you, Swiss Picks. There you are. Uh, Paulie, I want to talk about Virgin Steel right now because we were talking about bands similar to other bands. I've been listening to this album all wow. week. I just happen to grab stuff off my shelf, you know, because... I haven't, I haven't, you know, gone through my collection randomly in a while. I threw this in the CD player uh, in my car. And uh, Virgin Steel, this is so similar to Sabotage at points with the piano work and the, the strong guitar work and the vocals. And this one came out in 94. This was the, let's see. Uh, can't fucking read the damn thing in the dark. <laughs> Get your cheers out. The, the marriage. No, no, no. Because it's, you know, you see the way the lighting is here. Uh, the marriage of heaven and hell. This was made in 94. And this is such a good CD. This is another one that probably nobody heard 
even if you're a Virgin Steel fan, you probably don't have this one because it's, you know, right after the grunge era kind of sunk everyone's battleship. I highly recommend this. How many of you guys out there have heard Virgin Steel, much less this particular CD? <laughs> there they are. There's the entire audience that has seen that. Yeah, Virgin Steel is a Virgin Steel is a, a band that is um again, you're right, a lot like Sabotage and Fate's Warning, early Fate's Warning, not yeah, not the uh, uh not the proggy Queensryche sounding Fate's Warning. Um, you know, Night on Brock and stuff like that. And 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 somewhat and I, I hate to say it, but somewhat similar to Warrior in that they were an armored saint, sort of a straight ahead metal band that added some some flavors and some textures to it. Some piano. I think that I probably think, more yeah, like Irons, uh, probably more like Armored Saint than uh, than Warrior, I would say. Yeah, but Warrior, the first Warrior record is definitely like an Armored Saint record. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point being, they were their appeal was subjective and and limited and at the time incongruent with what was going on. Doesn't make it bad. It was just it was just you had to really like the band, like Malice or Manowar. You had to really like the band to to enjoy and embrace virgin steel um and john's right yeah and john's right they had a moment early they were in early and out early um it was like they should if if metal had gone more toward armored saint more toward warrior more toward malice and and fate's warning and less toward motley crew virgin steel might have been a bigger band yeah no which is uh, unfortunate because they were good Jesus raised me just so you have the name again. The Marriage of Heaven and Hell, 1994, Virgin Steel. Really, really good CD. I mean, I like all their stuff, but I just happened to grab this one. And and I want to point it out because it is after their popularity. And again, like the Slaughter albums I was just talking about with with Paulie, like, um, you know, the Third Winger album that all were really good after the grunge era started and they got lost in the shuffle. This also is a really, really good CD. And no, Lindy Lynch, if Lindy Lynch, if you <laughs> Lindy Lynch, if you did miss a good show, it wasn't this one. No, it wasn't. Because there's, one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're watching on television, but this, this wasn't the good show you missed. This is the same uh, normal crap. We did talk about metal more today. Um, Leo Safko mentions Armored Saint, and and I would agree with him 100%. Armored Saint, for me, is one of the top three most underrated bands in metal history. John Bush, I mean, my God, I know he had a moment with Anthrax and people recognize it, but John Bush, to me, is as good a singer as as Bruce Dickinson, Dio, and uh, and Halford. If, you know, you talk about big three, we talk about the big three of certain bands, the big, huge ones. Obviously, Dio, Halford... Um, uh, uh, Bruce Dickinson, and I would put John Bush above Jeff Tate. John Bush has a phenomenal metal voice. He's a phenomenal singer and doesn't get the credit he deserves. Love his voice. Love Armored Saint. Fantastic band. I saw them wow. open for Megadeth in Tucson back in, I'm pretty sure it was 1990. And yeah, they were good. Really good band. What do you mean I can't pay my bills? Why do you think I'm broke? Huh? Yeah, you it for for people that I mean, um what's the uh what's the fucking armored saint song that's coming to I'll think of it. Hang on. 
Armored Saints is terrific. I don't think they're one of the three most underrated. I do oh. think they're underrated by far. Super underrated. I don't think they're. I don't think they're the most underrated. I mean, I, I'd put Dirty Looks as one of the most underrated, unknown '80s bands. Well, if you're um, talking about a thrash band, they're not you know, thrash. You got the big four. They're they're a thrash band. No, they're not. They're, they're a not metal a thrash band. band. They're a metal band. They're straight up like when you say heavy metal, Armored Saint comes from Judas Priest. Armored Saint is is right out of the Judas Priest school. They're not they're not a thrash band. They play some some heavy stuff, but they're not a thrash band. Hey Laz. Music therapy Laz in the house. How are you, brother? Man, are, are you back? He was just in Peru. Oh, cool. In prison? He got some <laughs> oh, cocaine oh. down there. <laughs> Hey, Laz, Laz, did you bring did you bring the stuff? <laughs> speaking of, speaking of stuff, Leo Safko, Chemical yeah. Euphoria. Ah, see what you did so there. So no did way in hell you're going to say oh, that nice, Saint was a thrash band. False no. flag. No, they're a heavy metal band. They're metal. They're not. They're not thrash. False flag uh, mentioned sabotage. Make no mistake, I love Sabotage. I'm just saying this Virgin Steel reminds me of Sabotage. Do I think they're a better band? No, I think Sabotage is one of my one of my favorite bands. <laughs> but they're really good. They're really, really good. And this this particular one reminds me with the piano playing and 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 whatnot of uh, John Oliver. Very similar. So just FYI. Just saying. I'm just Music saying. Therapy Laz, he's got your stuff, Johnny. Just saying. He's got Laz, just, just I'll saying. see you. I'll see you next week. Yeah. So check out Saxon's new CD uh in February 4th. Remember the uh Remember the Fallen is the single. Carpe Diem is the album. But uh I think it's good to leave in the chat comments of what you think of that Saxon song. I'm curious. Just FYI. By the way, the song I was thinking of is "Rain of Fire" uh, from uh, Armored Saints. Armored Saints, "Rain of Fire." That you want to hear a fucking vocal, man. Listen to listen to John Bush and "Rain of Fire." God damn, what a song! It's a great band. Just overall, a great band. Yeah, just um, and, and deserves deserves way more than they've ever gotten. By the way, did you see? Uh, did you guys see the? I don't know if it was a, a an online commercial or just on Sharon Osbourne's Twitter feed, there's a video. It's about a minute and a half video of her explaining why Ozzy Osbourne started his new uh, crypto bats, NFT non fungible token um, that we talked about last week. Uh, apparently I guess Sharon pushed him into this because I, it's very comedic. Uh, it's very funny. Check it out. Uh, look up, look up crypto bats, C R Y P T O B T B A T Z N F T crypto bats. NF yeah. Crypto bats and crypto bats Z N F T. And you'll see this video of Sharon starting to explain, well, Ozzy wanted one of those bored monkey NFTs and he didn't get that. Then he wanted this other NFT, but he wasn't able to get that. So, he started his own NFT and you see Ozzy running around the room with like pictures of bats and he's hanging them up and he's rubbing his head and he's doing, Oh, and then he gets on the phone and then he's, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's an idea. I have, I hope it sells. And 
and it's so funny. And he's yelling out, Sharon! But but you see Ozzy, and he's looking all all confused, and it's very funny. And it's it's Ozzy acting intentionally, but you know Sharon was there with a cattle prod. You get on there and get on that camera and get us some more money. I just want to sleep and watch TV, darling. No, no, no. You got to make this. You got to do this. You you just know that that witch was prodding him to do this video. And you guys got to see this. It's probably on YouTube. You know, just just look on YouTube. Crypto Bats with a Z NFT. And I'm sure you'll see this video. Let let me know what you guys think of this. Did you did you guys see this video yet? No, I have I have very very little interest in anything Sharon Osbourne has to say, um, and even less interest in in NFTs. But but so did you see, I, I wouldn't I, have seen it. You want to see the video though, because just the way Ozzy is running around, it's very funny. No, he's great. Know? Love he's Ozzy. Terrific. He's he's amazing. I wish him the longest, healthiest happiest life ever is he doing Don't good ever... like health well he can't because he's still again. with sharon he, he won't have a happy life but what were yeah. you saying dan How, how's he doing now as far as his he's health? dying well he's still with sharon well so she's everybody's dying she's him. take she's some him. longer than others no he's he's in horrible pain and he's got parkinson's and, and I that think horrible pain the... is named sharon and i think we've seen the last of ozzy osborne on a live stage I think we've seen the last on a live stage. We we have not seen the last of him in a studio because he's still he's rocking great. along. I can't yeah, wait I, till his new music comes out. Last record Jared was roll him out on a gurney. The last record was surprisingly good. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I, I have I have high hopes for the new one. I do. I really do. I think the new ones be great. But but look at look at the just the the photo of let me let me let me isolate this. Let me see if I could figure out a way to show Ozzy's confusion here. Ah, this fucking thing. <laughs> I can never get this. There you go. Just think about after he passes away, the book that Sharon's going to write about him. Sharon's gonna gonna cut up his bones and sell those as keychains. Every every cent she could wring out of this poor man. Is what she's gonna do, but yeah, but you know what? Again, I'm gonna say the same thing I said about Lemmy. Um, not my dog, but the actual Lemmy. Um, what is Ozzy gonna do if he stops? I mean, um, let him let him. I mean, if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to keep playing, then let him play. Um, you know, what happens when a fish stops swimming? I mean, let let the guy do his thing. I mean, he's Ozzy. What else is Ozzy Osbourne gonna do? I know, I need to, it's what he's done since he was a teenager. Oh Let yeah, thing, man. I mean, you know, no. Look, he's... if Ozzy's happy, absolutely. I just think Sharon pushes him into, you know, things that you know he normally wouldn't do. Well, and I, I, I agree know, with Catchrod Fifty Five. Ozzy has no idea what's going on. But I think, I think part of it, honestly, John, I think part of it is she's got to get him out of bed every day. If he doesn't have something to do, he will die. I mean, how, how much is Ozzy really doing with this crypto, crypto bat NFT? He has no what, idea what it is. He that's what no I'm idea. saying. That's what I'm saying. No. This is not what Ozzy wants to do. Ozzy wants to go in the studio. Ozzy wants to go in his backyard and shoot guns. Ozzy yeah. wants to, you know, watch TV. That's what Ozzy wants to do. I think what Agreed. Sharon wants him to do is is get going. There you go. This is from the video. I think that's what Sharon wants Ozzy to do. But look at his arms. Look how skinny he's gotten. I mean, the Parkinson's. And the neurological issues with him and his back issues have really emaciated him to the point where, you know, he gets out of bed. He's starting to look like Ginger Baker, by the way, in the face. He's got that? good hair. 
but you look if you look hair. at his if you look at his jawline and everything, he's starting to look like Ginger Baker. Um, he's, you know, he's he's doing everything he can to stay to stay mobile and to stay active and good for him. Um, but let this him, has let him nothing do to thing. do with that. This has yeah, nothing this, to this do has, with no, that. She's 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 finding a way for him to make money so he doesn't have to go on tour. But but you know what? He wants to be in the studio. He wants to do his thing. She is finding new ways to make money. That's what you hit on the nail. That's on her the head. job, though. Uh, her, her job, job is, is to, make is to money. shut up and let him let him be happy. He he wants to write a memoir, but I, I can't remember anything. The last thing Ozzy wants to do is 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 run around with 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 the pictures of bats on a board, plugging this. There we go. There's the. Well, way. she needs the money from for another visit to the doctor. Yeah. She's that's, had that's the work deal. done on her face. Yes. But listen, there, like there, there might as well be orange cones yeah, around her head. Yeah, she is. She's seen the doctor a lot of times. There was a period that's of time where she hit the sweet spot. She hit the sweet spot like everybody that goes through plastic surgery. There's a period of time where they all go through it and they find a sweet spot and then they make another appointment. And that's sad. She's stuck like that, by the way, Johnny. Her eyes are she's stuck starting, wide she's open she's like starting that. Starting to look like Jocelyn Wildenstein. She's getting there. She's starting to look like a nagging witch. You know who else? Oh, is wait. Look, That's what you know she naturally looked like. She's starting to look a lot like Sarah Palin, who's also had a ton of work done, and Jocelyn Wildenstein and, and Pamela Anderson and all these people that have gone to the plastic surgeon too many times. And Randy Price, of course I would still fuck Sharon. I'd fuck her in the mouth just to shut her up. But don't go by me, dude. My sex life is a folded over piece of raw liver and Vaseline. Don't go by me. I'm desperate. I'm a big, ugly goon. I'm desperate. Austin LaFond asked the question, who do you think has had more work done, Sharon or Cher? I would say Sharon has needed more help than Cher. Cher may have had more lifts and more tucks, but I think Sharon has had more reconstruction because Cher was better looking to begin with. And so I think it's easier to maintain Cher than it is Sharon. And I think Cher hasn't changed in like 60 years. It still looks the same. If you put a 60 years ago compared to now, she looks like Cher has probably had more maintenance work done, but Sharon has probably had more reconstructive work done. Um, and Cher is, I think, older too. I think Cher is older than Sharon. Thank you, um, Randy. But I think, well, I think I Sharon think... went to the prom with Nefer, uh, with uh, with uh, one of one of the, um, the the Egyptian prom with uh, one of the, one of the um, one of the pharaohs. Uh, I you, believe you were doing so. You were doing so well. I, I was we're really trying. on that. I you, just you started stumbled. out there. Yeah, I, I know. stumbled. I know. Let, let yeah. me do. Let me you do were, that were, again. Let's Sh- try it again. Uh, Sharon went Sharon to school went, with prom. No, Nefertiti was a, I think Nefertiti was a woman. So, yay. I said she went to um, school with Nefertiti. Yeah, she went to prom. She went to prom. With Ramses. With with, 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 with Ramses. Ramses. There you go. Yeah, there or you go. Or at least Ramses was used on her during a prom. Oh. Or she may have, she may have dated Caligula when she was just a young girl. She was at that, uh, at that donkey fisting event for, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. for her fifth birthday. Oh, yeah. Tune everybody in, in the chat in is like, her login needs, name. everybody in the chat's like zim needs to stop trying to be a comedian and i absolutely agree with these people where's that i'm not why even, am not, i where, here where, where, i didn't see that anywhere everyone's talking about share and and Sharon. Where, what did, what i don't did, see your name in there what are you yeah, talking are about talking about <laughs> he's getting he's gonna walk off again <laughs> it's Leave starting to get late 
I got to come up with something. Oh, it is. It is nine <laughs> o'clock. I got to tap out too. All right. Well, uh, it is then time for show and tell guitar before everyone taps out. Let's uh, let's end the show. Uh, yes, well, we'll, Craven, so we would. still have some other stuff, but let's let's do show and tell guitar. It is time brought to you by uh, Olivia sponsors we mentioned and Vinum custom pickups, amazing Vinum custom pickups, hand wound by Craig Vinum, one of the premier boutique pickup builders. There is the Mancuda custom. Look at that logo, Vinum custom pickups. You want to call Vine and Pickups because if you want to resurrect the tone in your guitar, you want to call Vine and Pickups and check out what they have for you. They will mimic any tone you want. They will custom tweak it. You want something that sounds like a Duncan JB, but a little less muddy or a little brighter than a, than a, a custom custom. You call Vine and Custom Pickups. Let them know you saw it on Talking Guitars in 80s Metal Live, and Craig Vinum will take good care of you. Vinum Custom Pickups made for you. And Johnny, who makes the best kill switches out there for pro players? Well, John, for pro, for pro players like yourself. Like yourself. <laughs> Tessie Switch. Uh, that's what I thought. Tessie Switch, the greatest guitar kill switches out there. Tessie Switch is the one you want. Go to Tessie Switch's website. Check out what they have for you. You want a kill switch that is durable and functions right all the time? That's what you want. You want a Tessie Switch. That's what the pros use. That's what you want. That's where you want to go. And Johnny, when you go to hot rod your guitar, when you want noiseless springs, when you want special tuners, when you want a titanium bridge, when you want saddles that are special, when you want all those parts, where do you go to hot rod your guitar? I go to FU-Tone, FU-Tone.com. FU-Tone.com. Adam Reaver at FU-Tone will hook you up. FU-Tone, they have everything you need. Titanium parts, replacement bridges, uh, saddles, tuners you need parts they have the hot rotted parts to get your guitar kicking raise up step up your game and go to fu-tone.com shit they have full guitars ready to go ready to go right out of the gate go to fu-tone.com and check out what they can do to hot rod your guitar and speaking of hot rodded guitar and speaking of hot rodded guitars one of my favorite guitars, one of my favorites, Johnny, is tonight's show and tell guitar. I love these things. I've always loved these things. I said that tonight's show and tell guitar was a beautiful girl. That was your clue tonight. Johnny, if you please. Oh, look at that thing. Get this fucking dildo out of the way. There we go. Look, Look at that. that. You must have like 20 of those. I have, uh, I believe, 17 now <laughs> in different colors and types. Let, let's, let's, let's see. There there, there's your thumb now. You got it? Uh, one, more, one more time. Got it. Okay. This is a 1989 BC Rich Gunslinger. I love these things. I love these things. And again, this is 
one of the Nagel graphics. I love them desperately. Um, they, you know, obviously all different colors. Made famous by CC Deville. Uh, played a pink one. Eric Turner of Warrant had one. Um, and again, of course, you want what you can't have. They stopped making these after a short amount of of time. They're all hand painted. Um, they stopped making these. This this particular one originally this this particular 1989. This one was um was a different color originally, and it was shortly after put into a Nagel graphic. And I love these. They're hard to get because the Nagel estate does not allow people to paint these. And that's what the deal is. You know, Dan Lawrence started doing them at Jackson. He moved over to BC Rich. And when he moved over to BC Rich, the Nagel graphic came with him. He started doing this particular design made popular by C.C. DeVille. And lo and behold, everyone wanted one. And shortly after about maybe a total of 50 were made, if that much, uh, shortly after that, Nagel Estate called BC Rich, said cease and desist. And there you go. No, Andy Taylor did not play one. But of course, Duran Duran's Rio album cover was the artist Patrick Nagel, which is what this is. This was not one of CeCe DeVille's, but again, the design was like his, uh, which I do own, um, was like his original pink one. And uh, this is why this particular Nagel girl was very popular and, and upped up the popularity of them because everyone liked watching CeCe play these. There's that classic BC Rich reverse pointed headstock. Love those. Maple neck, dirty maple fretboard from going through the 80s as a warrior. And of course, you have that famous BC Rich access cut right over here at the heel. Look at that. So you get a little bit more upper fret access. Beautiful. I'm not sure what pickup this one is. This, this pickup was replaced. I'm going to put something else in it. I didn't really like this particular pickup when I got it. I never got around to replacing it. Um, but I know originally most of them came with a um, a, uh, a Duncan uh, Super Distortion. A, uh, I'm sorry. A, um, a Vinyl. Uh, uh, no, Demarzia Super Distortion. My bad. Demarzia Super Distortion. So maybe, maybe a Vinyl pickup would do good in this guitar. Hmm. Maybe a pink one. Not a pink one. Needs something, needs something black in this one because it's part of the girl's hair. So you got to keep that. And again, classic. One volume, no tone, one pickup slanted at an angle, all business. That's that's the beauty of these. But I just love these. They're, they're light. They're very fast necks. I say this all the time. Gunslingers are some of my personal favorite guitars. I love the graphics and I love, you know, they only made them for two years uh originally with the original bernie rico run when he owned the company a few more after when uh class acts owned bc rich but i just love these i love the hell out of these nagel gunslingers and i wish i had more i i want more of these things i just love them uh looking at the chat let's see um yeah james g i do own cc deville's pink one I do own the actual original one that he had, uh, which was originally on display at Nam before he got it back in uh, in the late 80s. But this is not it. This is just the same design. 
And I just, I just love these things. I mean, you guys have seen me with these all the time. Um, if anyone has any they want to get rid of, just message me on Facebook, man, because I love these. They, they just play really well. They're very simple. This is one of those all business axes, just like, uh, you know, Kramer has the Beretta, you know, slanted pickup, Floyd Rose. I mean, this is a licensed Floyd Rose because Kramer had the actual Floyd Roses. Um, but this is uh, Takuchi and, you know, licensed by BC Rich, licensed by Floyd Rose. Um, and again, fast maple neck. You know, the Kramer Berettas were more rosewood. BC Rich used more maple for these. But I just love these. And again, they they a lot of guys in the 80s loved the single hum Charvel, the single hum ESP, the single hum, um, you know, BC Rich, the single hum Kramer. And, and I, I love these too. I just love that all business. I don't use a single coil very much uh, when I play, you know. And, and when you when you see this, you know, the first thing out of your mind is hit it, CC. You know, they just resonate CC DeVille, um, who, again, I love CC DeVille. I love Poison. And I love this guitar. This week's show and tell guitar, 1989, BC Rich Nagel Gunslinger in two tone aqua. Just so you could see this a little, a little better there. There you go. That's what I love about the Nagels. They they come in all these beautiful colors. They're really, really colorful. And, you know, the girl's eyeshadow usually matches one of the uh, prime background colors, which I like. There's her tail right there. Basic black. And again, I, I just love the shit out of these. There you go. Hit it, CC. Really, really cool. And the slanted pickup, it's its just a thing. It was started in the Kramer Berettas and, you know, brought, brought over to BC Rich. Um, you know, it just, just gives a little bit, you know, more of, um, uh, what is it? Less bass and, and more treble. I guess the way it's angled catches catches the strings a little better. So when you started using Floyd Roses, you know, initially the pickups were were set up for a different bridge. When the Floyds came, the spacing was different. So they kind of angled it. I think Eddie Van Halen started that, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, is that correct, Johnny? Angling the pickup? Uh, yeah. Angling the... Uh... Van Halen started that, right? <laughs> Basically, from what I understand, to catch the angle of the strings better for the Floyd spacing. And right, then they started yeah. using F spacing later on, but they initially making... when you used a Floyd, the spacing was different. So they angled it a little bit upward toward the treble. Yeah. Like that, see? like that or like this, but that, that was the basic idea was because initially the Floyd was tighter, was a little tighter spacing so to get the poles right over the strings, or right under the strings, rather, they just angled it a little bit, and it just fell a little better. Mm -hmm. It's lined up a little better. So there you go. Today's show and tell guitar of the week.
Yeah, and Keith Campbell, Keith Campbell, that that's basically it. It did give a little brighter tone. Tone. You know, again, tone. A little brighter tone. They put this down. Uh, let's touch on before we leave. Let's touch the, on. The other guys left. Well, it's okay, Johnny. You and I can still do this. <laughs> they're eating popcorn. They're eating delicious Colonel's Gourmet popcorn is what they're doing. Those lucky devils. There you go. Uh, let's see. Before we leave, let's look at David Lee Roth recently posted up uh, another of his paintings describing basically what he's talking about. Um, you know, because as you know, because of the pandemic, his his final farewell show tours in Vegas were canceled. So he always seems to want to talk through his paintings. I don't know why. I don't know the purpose of it. But they said, are, are you going to make up those shows? And in a few different interviews, uh, he basically said, well, um, you know, you could call me when we do, uh, you know, disaster relief for uh, for let's say Kentucky and I think Colorado and farm aid and a few other things. But uh, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it. So I don't know if he's going to make up those shows at all so far. No, but he did a painting referring to why he canceled his shows. Johnny, do you have that image or do you want me to post it up? Which one are you talking? You talking about the, the latest, like the brand? Yeah. New? The latest one, the, the frog. One? Yeah. So there it is. It's a big pink frog over a news uh, over a newspaper, and he uses that newspaper motif a few times. And I don't know what the frog is. I don't know what the significance of that. But basically, he's just saying, "Look, this is why I cancel my shows," uh, and that's that. But I don't know why he did the painting. I don't know what the purpose he's trying to convey there. I mean, what is there to tell? We know he- it. Your shows were canceled because of the pandemic. What do you? What are you trying to convey with this with this freaking frog? He paints the frogs a lot. You you see them in in a lot of his stuff. I mean, is there is there is there a reason? I mean, what what's the deal with it? Maybe John B John Biel. Hello. Why does he paint John Biel's image? Maybe John Biel knows. Um, That's a good question. We'll ask John Biel this uh, Saturday night on Saturday Night Live, eleven p.m. Eastern and Pacifica 529 brings up. Uh, he hopped online to check the weather. Somehow, 20 minutes later, he was dropping $400 on a guitar. I, I didn't even want how the F does that happen? I need help, dude. I live that nightmare. I live that. I live it today. It now. happens. Guitar acquisition syndrome or gear acquisition syndrome gas. That is a real deal. Okay, we all get addicted to guitars because they're they're a fun instrument. You don't have to play them well, you just have to enjoy playing them. And and the idea is there's something about playing new ones, playing different ones. They're just addicted. Thank you, Leo Safko. They're they're just addictive. You know? Uh let's see. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, Johnny. Was that was that you, Blue Runner? I think it was no, last. That was me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Let's see. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Just looking in the chat. 
Keith Campbell says the toad is one of David Lee Roth's cast of characters that he paints. Yeah, he has used it before. He has used it before. And thank you, Lindy. I enjoy watching you too. <laughs> Lindy's like, did I hear a ladder by my bedroom window? <laughs> Mancuda? Oh, no. Yeah. No, look, I mean, is, is there anyone in this chat that does not get that addiction of wanting more guitars? You know, same way that, you know, women like shoes and bags, guys and girls like guitars. There's something addictive about well, guys like getting a new one. Too. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I can think of a few. But regarding guitars, Johnny, I'm just saying that, <laughs> you know, look, you have to admit there is something addictive about when you're, when you're you know, in a guitar store and you, you spot that new looking, cool, you know, extra... <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Apparently, I don't oh, like Johnny, buying shoes. Your shoes, <laughs> your shoes off. I'm sorry, man. I didn't My, see that. I, these are horrible. I just man. I smelled something that smelled like like seaweed wrapped in anus, and and I I couldn't place the smell, but it's your okay. No, but I mean, you know, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you in the chat do not get that feeling of addiction. When, you know, you're out of friends, you play something in his collection and you're like, oh, this plays really nice. Oh, I like the graphic. Oh, I like the paint. Oh, I like the shape. There's something about that new guitar. It's not cheating. <laughs> if you're married, you're still loyal to your wife. It's not cheating. There's something about another guitar. There's a reason we keep buying them and buying them and buying them. All of us do it. Johnny, me, Paulie, Dane, Jay. At least Jay has the sense to send them back. But uh, every, everyone else, you know, we, we, all, we all get addicted to it. You know, there's just something about it. You know? I, I, like, to, I like to spread the love through my collection. Jesus rapes me. You don't, you don't have to have an acting career. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you, if you buy hundreds or if you buy 10, you need more than one. That's the, that's the idea. You just need more than one. There's something about it. You know, I don't know a lot of people with one guitar, two guitars. You need at least three in a month. (laughs) Today. Do you guys in the chat know I'm talking about? You guys in the chat ever just, I know you all have, so let's all fess up to it. None of your wives or, or husbands are watching. Uh, you know, you just, you go to a guitar show. Something catches your eye. You don't expect it. Something catches your eye though. You go into guitar center. Something catches your eye. You play a friend's guitar. Something catches your eye. And suddenly... You have 10 guitars, then 20, then 25, then 50. Uh, I don't, Randy Price asked, do I have an Ingve Malmsteen Strat? I don't. And you know what it is? I, I have, I mean, I have something similar. My first guitar was a cream colored Fender Strat. And that's the only guitar I have like that with all single coils. 
So it's very similar to what Ingve plays. So I guess I do, but not an intentionally signature guitar like, you know, the Duck or something. But I do have one Fender Strat and I like the sound of a humbucker. You know, I'm I'm an I'm a 80s 80s hairband guy. I need a humbucker. That's what I get the joy out of playing. I don't use a lot of single coils. I have guitars with them. You know, I have Jackson soloists that have a hum and two singles or some Ibanezes that have a single in there in the mix somewhere. I have some BC Riches, you know, Assassins that have a hum and a single. I mean, I have, you know, I have single coil stuff, but as far as exclusively single coil stuff, I just don't use it much. I don't do a lot of clean stuff. When I do, I just turn the volume down on a humbucker and play on the clean channel on the amp. Um, you know, so, but as, as far as, you know, do I have a, uh, a Malmsteen signature strat per se? No. Do I have something similar? Yeah, I guess I do. There you go. What about you, Johnny? What was the question? Oh boy. I wasn't here. (laughs) I know. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just talking about, like I said, guitar acquisition syndrome or gear acquisition syndrome, how addictive it is when you stumble on, uh, you know, when you stumble on that guitar. To me, it, it's more, uh, when it comes to used guitars, like a used guitar shop going into guitar center, you guys know, I do my stealth, you know, videos at guitar center all the time. Um, Hey, when it's I go- that bean guy security. <laughs> get him <laughs> you just see the recording uh hey everyone this is johnny bean what <laughs> come here yeah when it when it comes to like pawn shops or or uh used guitar shops it's more about the used stuff for me saying something really cool and like out there i think is cool but if i go into guitar center and i see all the same stuff all the time it's it's like meh yeah, I mean, I, I don't get a lot of Guitar Center unless I go to the one in Hollywood, and that uh, that gives me a lot of, you know, vintage used stuff. I admit that, but, you know. Uh, by the way, uh, let's see, Justin Bieber has has the virus. I know I know a couple people in the audience. Uh, Sandra Picorni fighting the virus, Lindy Lou and Mary fighting the virus. A couple of guys in our audience. I just want to wish you all well. And hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're isolating. Hope you have a speedy recovery. Justin Beaver uh, in the chat as well. Uh, you know, look, I know people that have it. I know people that have died from it, unfortunately. Um, hopefully that will not be you. And if you have not, I highly recommend take the choice, take your freedom and get vaccinated. Just do it. Wear a mask. It's not fun. I get it. I don't enjoy it, but I'm just saying for your health, so you don't get seriously ill, please get vaccinated so we could get back to normal music, so we could get back to live music um, and speedy recovery to our audience members that unfortunately have caught it. You know, I don't want to see anyone sick. I love our audience. We appreciate our audience. You know, so, well, Justin, if if you if you are vaxxed and you still got it, that happens too, especially with the current virus uh, variant. So at least you know you won't get really sick, you won't be hospitalized, and thankfully, uh, you know people aren't aren't dying that have been vaccinated. So that's good. 
Uh, Bozik brings up Ingve's pickups are not single coils. They're stacked hums that fit single coil slots. Okay. Fair enough. I have a few set. I have a few stacked single coils. I do. Um, the one, the one fender strat I have though, that's just single coils. I haven't, I haven't done the stacking hums. Um, but good point, Bozik. Good point. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, look, we love and appreciate our audience. And this is a new year. I want everyone to get through this shit. And um, like I said, regardless of what you choose with your vaccine, please wear a mask. And above all, get better. Be careful. You know, I I just want us all to get through this shit. I really want us all to get through this. Uh, I value you if you're watching this. I value you. That's it. I love you all, you know. So we love go. all of you, even if you hate me. You specifically, John? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anyone would hate you. I don't either. That's the point. I'm I'm the controversy here. I mean, you know, Paulie <laughs> and I are the mouths that uh, that open the doors, and you know, no one hates you. No one hates Dane. You know, it's well. Paulie that's how you get that, it. You open the doors. Paulie and I that get the the subpoenas usually. <laughs> Thank you, Salami. Thank you, Black Salami. We appreciate that. Anyway, take a minute. Leave a thumbs up. Leave comments on the video. Leave comments on the video, whatever it is. Something we mentioned in the show, whether you think Iron Maiden or Judas Priest is more popular, um, any of the you know obscure 80s bands we talked about later. Uh, you want to talk about what a witch Sharon is to Ozzy? <laughs> poor Ozzy. <laughs> you know he's getting a whip cracked on his back, the poor guy. We love Ozzy. <laughs> I just want to watch TV. Get out there and make money. <laughs> uh, that ain't gonna stay. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna stay. No one smashes my friends on the air. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, leave comments, thumbs up, subscribe. We love you. We appreciate you. Johnny, let's give thanks to our <laughs> beloved channel members. Yes. And love to Mama Kuda. Hey, if anyone wants to send Mama Kuda some kernels, delicious kernels, gourmet popcorn, I know she would greatly appreciate it because she's watching Dane right now drooling. She wants some cheese corn, baby. She wants some cheese corn. Message me on Facebook. Wow. Oh, I would love some kernels, delicious gourmet popcorn. I really like that stuff. It's delicious. It's gourmet. It there is. you go. John Biel's enjoying it. You can dance to it. You sure can. Let's thank our beloved channel members. <laughs> oh, boy. Once again, Johnny has the smallest writing in, in television. Warlag. Your name will be up there soon. Well, let's thank Until Warlag. then, you get extra shout outs. Let's thank Warlag first, but let's also thank James S5150, James Gum, Jimmy Ray Hawkins, Wayno, Thomas Santiago, Smallmouth Guy, who I hope has a smallmouth girl sister for me, uh, Dave Ennis, Vinyl Freaks 51, Vinyl Freak 5150, Majestic PB and J Cat, Mike Nee, Stan Halen, James G, Music Therapy Laz, Andy Carson, Rick Green, the Chad, Christopher Live Sawa, all Dave all night. 
Murph Murphy, Steve Martin, Fernando Riley, Laguna Palms, Robot Master Switch, R2R3 Locking Nuts, Six Chick 71, John Marana, Hillary Lewis, Jeff T, 5150 TV, Kurt 5150, The 5150 Show, and Beebs TV, KXM Rock, The Dreamer's Life, R. Hab, Stephen Franklin, Carol Hatcher, Sean Shreds, Margaret Scranton, Michael the Captain Smith, Jesus Rapes Me, Nicole Mrazek, Brian Spaulding, Joe Christian, False Flag, that's you, Johnny, Ghost BC Rich, Hugh Caldwell, Jim Nicholas, Mr. BHB Jr., that's Bruce, Thomas Santiago, Linny Lou, and my little geriatric sex kitten, Mary, whose name you have to add, Johnny, Bo Zeke, and Steve Carmichael! Steve Carmichael. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, thank you everyone for uh sending love to my mom and all her health situation. Really appreciate it. Special shout out to my house sitter Carlos, who is hopefully not uh playing all my guitars while I'm gone. But uh I appreciate you keeping an eye on the house and uh, living there and not filling it up with jizz and use condoms on my beds and oh uh, my all, gosh. That, all that kind of renting it out to homeless people while I'm gone. Thank you, Carlos. I really appreciate that. Shout out to you. Uh, let's see. Carlos. Jeff K has a question. Have you shopped at LA vintage gear in Burbank? Would love to hear about the shop from a local. Um, I have not. I have not. Um, I've shopped a lot of stores. I have not gone to LA vintage. Um, I, I, I do a lot of, a lot of private collector to collector stuff. A lot of people approach me with stuff, of course. Um, cause again, this is, this is, you know, what, what I'm, I'm kind of known for is, you know, as the go-to guy for 80 stuff. Um, and thank you, Kai Matthews. Mama Mancuda loves the audience too. She watches the show and she comments on, on everyone's comments about her. So thank you everybody. Much love from Mama Kuda. Uh, let's see. Uh, do a sockborn puppet show. <laughs> Does my mom's sewing machine have a sexy dude painted on it? Uh, she's actually gonna uh, paint Neanderthal in a bikini on that, in a in a thong. There you go. Wow. Uh, music therapy last. There's great sushi place in Burbank. There's a lot of them. A lot of great sushi places. Um, out in L.A. Sushi and and Mexican are the big things out there food wise. Um, if you go to Los Angeles, definitely I could give you a hundred recommendations. Um, but you know, again, right now I'm, uh, I'm at Mama Kuda's in New York and, um, and yes, Renas, uh, Mama Kuda does shave that box, um, into a, into a little heart shape for the next man I'm with. Oh gosh. Hopefully the end of Paul. I like that big hog. <laughs> uh, let's see let's see uh kai matthews any more music news um let's see i think i had one more story let's see there is one one more thing i want to point out um i love suffocation for those uh i'm friends with terrence he's he's great he shreds yeah he (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he shreds like no one else uh you know death metal pioneers they're they're phenomenal 
They're doing the Forces of Hostility North American Tour 2022. 30 dates kicking off at the Monarch in Brooklyn in May, making stops at Chicago, Albuquerque, Toronto, finishing in Clifton, New Jersey at the end of June. Uh, band support, Atheist, opening band, uh, Surreption, not familiar with them, and Contrarian on various dates. Uh, Terrence Hobbs says, shout out to my buddy Terrence, we're beyond stoked to return to the road with the forces of hostility tour North America 2022. And tickets go on sale this Friday, January 14th, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So check out Suffocation. If you guys haven't seen them and you like death metal, I mean, they're the guys. They're really the guys. They shred big time. So highly recommend checking out that tour. 30 dates uh, between May and June. That's that's a really good tour. Really good stuff. Highly, highly recommend them. So big time there. Friends of the show. And of course, just great band. Nice. I like music therapy less. Ma, 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 <laughs> to the to the my Sharona theme that sounds fun, and thank you for all yeah. the love to Mama Kuda, Alice Martinez, Music Therapy Laz, Keith Campbell. Thank you everybody for shout outs to Mama Kuda. She loves you too. Uh, what else we got, Johnny? We got anything else? Leave a thumbs I, up, subscribe, smash the thumbs ups. Uh, a little later tonight. Of course, I'll be live uh, doing some uh, GTA on Twitch, and I have an unboxing. Thank you to Mike Neese, which I will do on Twitch. So you have to tune in for that. Nice. And thank you, of course, to the great Neanderthal. And thank you, of course, to Dane Zimmerman of Zim's Guitars. If you're ever in yeah. Arizona, check out Zim's Guitars. Pop in and say hi to Dane. Take, yeah. some, take some selfies with Dane. Buy some stuff. That's he right. Ship, but he won't ship it. He'll release it if you're there. <laughs> and yes, rip, rip Bob. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. We, we started the top of the show with that, of course. Yeah, that's crazy. And thank you, Music Therapy Les. Dane is indeed awesome. We love him. And thank you to all our sponsors. Yes. Of course. Yes. And most importantly, thank you to everybody out there watching this. So if it wasn't for that, John and I would be talking to each other. Which, you know, we do anyway. But, you know, look, <laughs> I mean, Blue Rhino and I have a great conversation. I have I have a lot of talk with Mama Kuda, but uh, we're happy and appreciative of you guys, our audience. Yeah, because we, we would be nothing without you. We are nothing without you. And we appreciate and love you. And thank you and respect you. So there you go. Yeah. So leave a thumbs up on the video. And uh, I will see you guys and girls next week. Johnny, will see you soon on Twitch. Yes. There you go. Right? Rock on, everybody. All right. Johnny Bean TV. Bye. Good night.